player, player. My guy. So, dude. Oh, man. How you feeling, dude? Cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit of a cold That's front. Man. Yeah, no, I, I, don't, I, I need to look and see what the weather is like over in your neck of the woods because it's... It's, um... I didn't sign it, ain't get the, it ain't getting down to the 20s tonight. No, it's getting down to the 20s over there? Yeah, bro. That's <laughs> disgusting. Like, like, we said, fuck fall. Like, who, who is fall? We never heard of fall. We jumped straight from summer to winter. <laughs> bro, listen, global warming is real, man. We've talked about it before. But, like, yeah, we really went, like, <laughs> spring, and, spring and fall don't exist anymore. Bro, fuck no. And if they do, it's for like two days. <laughs> Bruh, get your light jacket on a random Wednesday and just, you know. Mm, man. This is, uh, I just poured up a little taste of the Henny VSOP. Um, I never get the VSOP, but it was it was a gift. Um, oh, that same bottle? Yeah, I just opened it. Okay. I just opened it. I figured, you know what, and I ain't listening. I couldn't tell you the last time I had a taste for when we did a podcast. Um, I couldn't tell you last time I had a taste. And if anything, it was a beer, maybe some wine. I was going to say, I think the last time that I remember you saying something about it was before you relocated and you were drinking no, your roommate's beer. Banana liquors. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Tastes like moon pies. I remember that. Uh, I remember that. That makes 100% sense, though, mm-hmm. knowing who your old roommate was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was definitely a moon pie. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, I can already tell. I need to take this VSOP light. Like, it's got, nah, a, it's got, a, it's got a kick to it, man. Um, all my exes about to get called tonight. Oh, man. Well, I mean, shit. It's not like they can... It's not like you can go to them. <laughs> <laughs> That was funny as hell. Nah, that was funny. That was really good. No, I can't go to none of them. I got to make some new ones, I guess. I don't know. You can still call them. <laughs> <laughs> just, to be, just to be a nuisance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey. Hey, you remember how I used to... <laughs> <laughs> Off the hen. That's funny. That is right. funny. I remember, I remember I was I was on Hennessy for a little bit. And mm. I was like, "Why the fuck am I drinking this? This is awful." <laughs> <laughs> like I was trying to be cool. Like I got this bottle of hand. Everybody was like, "That shit sucks." Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, you was hanging with Chad and Tad and Brad, so yeah. 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 No, I got I, I one of my buddies. Uh, his name's Derek, but I just call him Dirk. Yeah. And he'd always bring a bottle of Hennessy, and he's a white guy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, what is this? Were his ears pierced? Did he, did he wear big <laughs> no. jean shorts? No. Uh, well, I mean, like, he had, like, those jeans with, like, I think they have, like, designs on them and shit. You know what I mean? You have an underage girlfriend? No. Uh, <laughs> he, he was down in Carbondale. Uh, I'm just being rude. No, I, uh, <laughs> you know, the only people who, who I know drink Henny outside of black people is Indians. Like, the whole Asian community, they fuck with any kind of heavy. Really? Yeah, I don't know what it is, man. Huh. 
so that's kind of cool. I, I think I think the last time I drank Henny, and it's it's a perfect reason I don't drink it anymore, is because I got I tried to get into a fight at a baby shower. <laughs> Holy shit! You had Henny that night? Um, yo, yeah, bro. I was on a bender. That was yo. the day. That, that was like that was like at one in the afternoon, bro. <laughs> yo, tell t- <laughs> tell me more. I gotta hear how uh, how a man. Man, almost man, get into a fight them, at a baby shower. It was just one of them long weekends back home. You know how I roll. <laughs> and, and the party never stops, you know. <laughs> oh, man. It all starts so you uh, walk in, it don't end so you leave. Nah, man. And, like, I probably only had, like, a couple hours of sleep and got up and started boozing again. And uh, my buddy, we were at the baby shower. It was the Snappers, the baby shower. Mm-hmm. Great, um, <laughs> and uh, my buddy was there, and he's drinking straight Hennessy, and I'm like, "Oh yeah!" Already like, "What's the way fucked up?" Like, "Oh, I'm about to get one of those too." He's like, "You better not! <laughs> <laughs> you better not!" <laughs> and, yeah, not I got a couple wise. of those, and uh, yeah, I tried to fight my buddy and oh, uh, rip my a, shirt off and threw my oak leaves and. I was, uh, my knees were all bloody because I oh. guess I, I fell a bunch of times and the, in front of the whole family. At like, a baby shower, bro. At a baby shower, bro. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> like, I seen a tweet about that the other, like, it was a while ago. It was like, all motherfuckers who drink Hennessy are the people that go to, um, shit, uh, baby showers and start fights. And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> You don't know my Check. life. <laughs> Check. <laughs> uh, dog. You got into a scuffle at a baby shower. Yeah, bro. And there was a wedding also going on, too, at the other side of Snappers. Oh, like, they were threatening to call the cops. So I had to get a ride up out of there because I was going to walk. I was going to walk from Snappers <laughs> at, uh, to Adam's old house, bro. Like, by Lowe's. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> And listen, that's not a that's not a far drive, but like as a walk, that's gotta be tough. I would get hit by a car. <laughs> <laughs> I would try to cross the street. <laughs> it got smoked. <laughs> Fuck you, fingers in the air. Yeah, yeah and then the cops would have came, and yeah, I would have been in jail for sure. Boy, that, that vest would have been flying. <laughs> Off the henny. Oh shit! Listen, I came front, man. Now I've never even messed with the VSOP, but the last time I had henny was the fucking legendary wedding night. I had too many. I had too many of those. See, like, see, like that's that's brown liquor. I like. There's a difference between that brown liquor and dark liquor. (laughs) Tell me, tell me more. I mean, dude, there just is, like, I'll drink, I'll drink Jim Beam all day, you know, and be good, be, I mean, so be halfway whiskey good. whiskey versus cognac? No, yeah, yeah, do like, no, just a cognac, bro. Yeah. <laughs> There's something in that. <laughs> something in that yak. That just brings it out. That That's yak. like, some normal, like, fucks, but, like, this is, like, negative fucks. Listen. <laughs> yeah, man, you know what? Last thing I remember from that night, because I played this song at the last wedding I did. You know that song from uh, Waka Flocka, 
um, Roscoe Dash and Wale No Hands. Oh yeah. Girl, drop it to the floor. That's the last thing I remember on the dance floor. And my hips was working. Had let them know that the hips work. And they was working. Man. That's the last song I remember. And so, I, and it, the rest is bits and pieces. Fucking. I think yeah. the last, I think the last time I heard that song was in Carbondale. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Carbondale, there's two pinches closing. Yeah, they closing that whole city, ain't they? Man. Pinch has been there for 47 years, bro. Right, I, I like seen a fucking a staple. I seen a fucking meme. Uh, one of the only places out last pinch, Chicago hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> hey, them Asians got that shit humming, don't they? Dude, for real. <laughs> just forgot. two of them. Just, just dude and his wife. <laughs> bro, I forgot all about that place. Bro, they were fucking mean, too. Like, I'd order food from them and shit, and like... He'd walk up to the house, and, like, I'd see him pull up, and I'd go out there, and he'd just be standing, like, on the sidewalk. He'd be like, you order food? From the sidewalk. <laughs> Listen, like, yeah, man. yeah, he said, he said, next time you turn on light. You turn on porch light next time. Bruh. It's like, what the fuck, Right, bro? hey, listen, man. If it's, a, if it's one of them homegrown, like, mom-and-pop shops that Asians run, like, none of them are nice. Ain't none of them nice. Ain't none of them decent human beings, man, because they don't fuck with nobody. You, they they answer the phone, Chicago hot dog. What you want? I'm <laughs> nah, hey, how are you doing today? What can I get you? No, Chicago hot dog. What you want, boy? What the fuck you want? <laughs> I went in there one day to pick up some food, and like this dude, the the guy was just chilling, watching Scarface on the TV in there, <laughs> getting in the, getting the zone and shit. Like what? In the fucking zone. That is funny. That is funny. You know, I was just thinking about it as we was talking, man, how Asians fuck with Hennessy. That's another link in the black Asian like oh, camaraderie yeah. that nobody speaks of. Like black barbershops and like most Chinese hair shops are closed on Mondays. <laughs> oh fuck yeah. There's the Wu Tang Clan. <laughs> I was gonna say that. I was wondering if you were gonna say it, but yeah, I was. I, yeah, I was gonna bring that up if you weren't going to. <laughs> and now it's fucking Henny. Like, yeah, I don't know, man. Oh there's man, there's a link, man. It's a it's link, man. Bro. You said what? Rolls is the link. <laughs> <laughs> bro, you know the what? The what? Link. Yo, and you know where you know where niggas go to Chinese food order is fucking egg rolls, dog. Nah, well that is the fucking shrimp fried rice, man. <laughs> oh, I don't bro. know if I ever had shrimp fried rice. Let me get a shrimp fried rice. Oh shit, uh, that's the staple in the household, man. That's what. That's yeah, I, just, I remember back in high school, be like, "Who's got the egg rolls?" Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, nah. See, that's that's a hometown thing. That's a little different because whoever. I thought it was coast to coast. Yeah. Well, see, you know, in the hometown, man, like they make oh, they make them a little different. They'll throw, I mean, burger meat, cheese. It's a whole nother thing than like the cabbage joints you get at the store. Nah. Damn. See, I never had no shit like that. Yeah, the hometown do it a little different. All I had from like the some home like some homemade food brought to the school was fucking uh 
the goddamn breakfast burritos C's would bring in that his mom made. Oh, and he'd sell yeah. those motherfuckers for little cups of hot sauce and shit. <laughs> the green kind. Hey. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit, man. Hell yeah. Mm. That might have been a little mm. past my era. Man, nah. Hopefully, hopefully somebody's still doing that shit up there at the high school. Mm, pass the tradition on. Oh, fucking no. Nah, they better be. Yeah, I'd be disappointed man. if they weren't. Yeah, man. Some traditions die hard, G. That'd be one that would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Holy shit, man. Uh, but how you feeling otherwise, man? What's what's new with you? What's happening your way? Uh, not a lot, man. I haven't really been up to too much. Yeah. Um, I haven't really been up to too much since you came down. I was a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice little climax to the to the fall season. The very short, very short fall season. <clears throat> Fucking short. Can't stress that enough. <laughs> I you, man. I How about you, man? What's going on? Oh uh, man, it's the same old man. Work, gym, sleep. Had a uh, had a wedding. Uh, I was looking over their their must plays. What we call must plays for their playlist. Um, I was looking. I'm like, hold up, man. Meg the Stallion, Vibes Cartel, Elephant Man. Boy, am I about to do a black wedding? Nope. <laughs> and I keep looking, and I see, uh, I see Marky Mark. <laughs> Fuck no, you ain't doing a black I wedding see, today. I see play that funky music. <laughs> okay, well, okay, well, okay. Groom is black. Bride is white. Oh. That was my guess. Um, nope. It turned. Tur- no, yeah, it turned out to be right. Yeah, groom was groom oh, was shit. black. He was part Jamaican. And uh, hence, like, the Vibes Cartel and the Elephant Man. Um, and it's so funny. Like, it's just so funny doing these kind of weddings. Because, like, you could try to, like, bring the crowd together via the music. And it's there a little bit. But, nah, man. Like, you can see some people, like, kind of, like, looking, like, out the corner of their eye. Like, at the DJ booth. Like, fuck. You know? <laughs> it's like the first half of the night. So, there's a term we use in the industry called... And and it's such and it's and it's it's, it's a backhanded compliment. It's it's a low key racist sentiment, but uh, classy to sassy. Okay. Where basically it means like you know start with like the pop hits, the safe pop hits, and at the end of the night go with like the black music. Fuck it, <laughs> black music. Um, right. You say what? I don't know if it's. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know personally. I don't know if that's 100 percent racist, but I mean, I feel like it makes sense. Well, I mean, like, listen, the fact that it's called sassy, that's the racist part. Like, there's a whole. I'll get to that in a second. The whole pop star who the the pop star thing. I'll get that in a second. But anyway, um, yeah, man. So yeah, classy to sassy, which wasn't like a thing, and it wasn't in the notes, but it's it's a term we use. That's basically what the party was, and that's basically how I form every party. I'll start with, you know, the safe pop hits, Uptown Funk, Can't Stop the Feeling, um, Shut Up and Dance, Cake by the Ocean, you know what I mean? And now the floor was packed at the beginning, right? The floor was packed. But, like, it was, like, her family and, like, some of the kids from his side of the family, you know what I'm saying? But, like, most of this contingent, so he's part Jamaican. I'm looking at some of his family. They're looking at me like, uh, like... (laughs) Word, this who y'all got, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) 
this who y'all got, you know what I'm saying? Look, I thought he was down, you know what I'm saying? So, and all I could all I could do was just kind of talk to myself like, oh, they got no fucking clue what they got over here. So, we go to uh, we go to a certain segment where it's kind of like the split of the night, you know what I'm saying? We're gathering everybody outside for a certain event, and then the bride comes up to me. Keep in mind, she is white. She comes up to me and goes, listen, hey, you're doing a great job. When this is over, I can't wait for all these white people to leave. <laughs> I said, you mean your family? <laughs> I fucking hate them. She goes, yes, my family. I'm like, okay. So... I already had my, my, you know what I'm saying, how the night was going to go anyway, but they all come back inside, man. I get to the Jamaican set. They getting it in. I'm like, yeah, cracking, cracking. And then I, so I like, get, yeah. So, like, do you think, like, I mean, no, my bad, go ahead and finish your story. No, that's basically it. But the night cracked from the rest of the night on. But basically, it was a, it was a form, it was a formula, classy to sassy. Um, the, I, the, you can see the, like, no, I'm, fuck, I'm bad. I keep on doing that. No, you're good. You can see the you can see the the look of like relief from like the Jamaican family, like when when they got cracking into the Jamaican set. But that's basically it, man. Yeah. yeah. No, I was just wondering, like, I don't, like, I don't know, like, even if like, even if it's not what you're into, and like, it's still got like something to fucking nod your head to, like, I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, like, I don't, I don't know, but that, like, I, that I mean, culture I don't, like, specifically, either, though. So <laughs> culture stupid. That culture specifically is so big on like, you know, movement. Yeah. And some shit you can't move to the same way. True. I can dig you that. Know? And so they was when it was time to get it in, they got it in, yeah, and I and I did it right. So you know, you gotta just listen. You gotta be confident in your product. You gotta know what your vision is and and push it forward, man. So no, I was I felt good the whole night. The <laughs> floor was packed the whole night. You can't so bang your head to everything. You know what I'm saying? So it was all good, man. But yeah, I played no hands and it <laughs> that shit still goes. That shit still smacks, man. <laughs> oh fuck yeah. Um But no, that was oh, a go ahead, go ahead. No, like, no, I was just gonna say like, yeah, it's been so long <laughs> since I heard that song and yeah. like that shit used to get played Every fucking night of Gatsby's. Listen, that shit, that shit still goes. They was With our one DJ, dude. DJ AK-47, whatever the fuck his name was, bro. DJ See, Fred. I never I never funny. went when he was there. I went when my guy Ski was there. Ski was cool. Yeah, that's, that's, I only went when he was there. Yeah, Ski was cool. So, but, no, as I was saying, man, there's a uh, there's a certain, you know, speaking off that branch of Classy to Sassy, I talked about this on, like, social media, but there's, like, a certain... Um, pattern that like pop stars use when it comes to black music, and then when I say pop stars, I'm talking like your Katy Perry's, your Justin Timberlake's, Justin about to go for another go round, uh, Justin Bieber, Ed Sheeran did it with his last album, um, where like think of like you know how songs sound like two different complete songs that shouldn't even be on each other's albums well no not necessarily but like think of like how justin and started britney spears started um you know christina aguilera started you know sweet bubblegum pop music right but then on the second and third albums when those rollouts come around is when they link up with like timbaland um, Ed Sheeran linked up with Young Thug. Um, they find like Miley Cyrus is a classic example. 
She's like the yeah. penultimate example, how they link up with like the black artists to appear more adult, to be like, hey, I'm an adult now, take me seriously. Um, because, you know, black music is considered taboo, it's considered a little... That's so whiny of them. Yeah. And so they use that. Well, it's it's fucking it's. I mean, it's it's. If you can see the jig, like I see the jig, it's kind of fucking disrespectful. No, 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 no. I no, I know exactly what you're talking about yeah. because then they'll just drop it, and, and then, then act like nothing ever happened. They'll let that album roll out, finish out, and then it's like Justin did it, Miley did it. Oh my god! Like that was such a phase in my life. I can't believe I was doing that. Like this is who I really am. Please forgive me. And, and then they drop, and then Justin Timberlake will drop a Man in the Woods album, or you know whatever you know what I'm saying. And so they 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 drop that phase in their lives. It's just the culture. Yeah, they use it to get to a certain point to look cool yeah. to become quote unquote an adult in the eyes of fans, and then when it's inconvenient, they say it was just a phase in their life. So you know, whatever. Justin's about to do it again with another album. He linked in, he's linking up with Timberland. Uh, Pharrell, um, what was I gonna say? Um, Ed Sheeran just did it with his last album. It flopped. <laughs> Cat saw through the jig. So, yeah, man. It yeah, it's 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 yeah. So, see, like that, like not like that. That doesn't happen in heavy metal. <laughs> this is true. You know, like I don't know, like heavy. I like, I don't know. I feel like sort of. God, I feel like heavy metal is probably like one of those universal musical types of music where anybody can fucking do it and <laughs> I mean I don't know I don't know if you, if you, if you like doing it and you're good at it fucking rip it <laughs> go ahead and rip it <laughs> you know that's actually a great uh, a great segue I'm not gonna go all the way there um, but I wanna tell uh, everyone to stick around man we've definitely got a big old Q&A bag for this uh, for this episode of the hard camera where uh, we're going to talk about, you know, art and music. So stick Smoke, around for that. New bag. Big old bag. Smoking um, out new bag. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so <laughs> stick around for that. Uh, I want to thank y'all, man, for pressing play on episode 51 of the hard camera. T-H-C-L-I. And I am your guy, Juve, J-U-V, just on your visual. And I'm sitting here with my tag team partner, Big Ren, the legendary, and together we are the best friends. Big Ren, let them know how they can reach you on social medias, dog. You got it, amigo. You guys can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at a motherfucker, a underscore m a a f h u c k a. You can also find me on Snapchat, moffed up three sixteen m a a f f h h d u p three one six. Yes, sir. Hit me on Twitter and the Instagrams at Juvi Desayuno, J-U-V-I-D-E-S-A-Y-U-N-O. Check out the hard camera on Twitter and the Instagrams. Spell like it should be. We English majors out here. Tell everybody you know, man. We're trying to build up this following on Twitter and Instagram, but uh, we have moved. We have we, we, we have upgraded the show, man. You can find us on Spotify. Not every episode is on Spotify. You can check out the entire archive on YouTube or uh, the old mixcloud.com slash juve page. But for those just getting used to the hard camera, for those who want to catch up and really get in on this journey, 
Both best of episodes are on Spotify as well as uh, all of our recent episodes. I want to say the last five to six um, are, are on Spotify as well. So go fuck with us on Spotify, man. Tell everybody you know. We try to make it a little bit more convenient. Um, who 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 hasn't heard of Spotify? Who doesn't use Spotify in some form or fashion? Whether it's music or podcast, we want to get on that wave, man, and uh, and, and expand the game. <clears throat> but there are so many ways to reach us, man. So many ways to be touched. But as we move forward, man, of course we're gonna get to uh, AEW's Full Gear pay per view. That's uh that that's the main course for this episode. But uh, first off, man. We just had uh, WWE's Blood Money 4, I mean Crown Jewel, pay-per-view just passed. Big Ren, you went 4 for 8 with your picks. We didn't get to catch it live. Uh, we, we just kind of threw the picks out there on, on the hard camera Twitter page. Big Ren, you went 4 for 8. Uh, I happened to go 5 for 8. Ren, that brings you to 41 of 78 for 52.56%. Creeping. Creeping, and I'm sitting at 48 of 78 for 61.53 percent. We about halfway through the year, man. So this this one start inching up the ladder. No, no. <laughs> no doubt, man. Um, Ren, did you see any of Crown Jewel? Did you watch Crown Jewel? It was in the middle of the day on Halloween. Everybody got like day jobs and stuff to do. Um, I wasn't plus, planning on watching much of it at yeah. all, actually. Yeah, I, <laughs> I did I watch some. Yeah, yeah. I watched the, check out? I watched uh, the Lesnar match. Mm-hmm. All three minutes? Uh, yeah. I watched the Tyson Fury match. Yeah. And then I watched the um, uh, Seth Rollins and the Fiend. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, of, of what you saw, what did you think? I was fucking trash. <laughs> <laughs> it was fucking dumb. I really? Mean, yeah. And I mean, like, Cain Velasquez, I mean, or like, whatever the, however they say his name. Because back whenever it was UFC, mm-hmm. it was Velasquez. Yeah. Now it's Velasquez. Yeah. Like, I don't know if we were always pronouncing it wrong. Listen, man, you know Republicans don't give a fuck how to pronounce somebody's name. Man, like... Velasquez, like that just doesn't roll. Like Velasquez, <laughs> yeah. I think like the Q is the K, you know. <laughs> but whatever, man. But now I, I expected a little bit more out of that than what happened. Yeah. Um, it was just a. I mean, I expected the show to be a pretty much let down, like it wasn't going to mm-hmm. be anything special, and I, mm-hmm. I didn't get my hopes up for it at all. <laughs> <laughs> but I expected a little bit more than that. It, it like, it came in that and the Tyson Fury Braun Strowman match came off. Just I know what we're watching isn't quote unquote real. Yeah, but that just made it look bad. <laughs> you know, I try to shoot him a little. I'll, I'll try to shoot him a little bell in the sense that, like, you know, Kane isn't exactly uh whatever training he got. I mean, it wasn't. It, 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 he's definitely not a seasoned performer. It was definitely just for the look. Um, so I mean, instead of building up anticipation, let him get out there first. I mean, I, I, it reeks of it, it. It does reek of a vanity win for Brock because I figure yeah. if they're gonna draw that big name, 
or rather sign that big name for something that he would like, they would like build something out of this. Um, but you know, I mean, with, with everything that went on at, at the end of the show, as far as the fiend and where, where Brock is now, I, who, who knows? I'll be honest, man. I, uh, I got home. I believe I got home from the wedding. Maybe it was the night before. Either way, I got home. I was actually going to watch a little bit of Crown Jewel. My network feed, like, wouldn't load. Well, she was fucking up, too, that same day. Yeah, something, and maybe the network was just saving me. Um, so, listen, I had no plans to watch it either, and I was going to try to shoot him some bail and, and at least see some of it. I had read the results and laughed, laughed out loud. Um but no, I didn't watch a single minute of Crown Jewel. I'm not gonna front, man. Man, you ain't missed nothing, bro. I didn't watch a minute of Crown Jewel. Um, White OC winning? Like what the fuck? Yeah, that Humberto was Humberto winning. Idea. What the fuck? You said who winning? Humberto winning the um, battle royal. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's um. And then I mean, top it off, then the fiend winning. I mean, I picked the fiend to win, but you did pick the fiend to win. And that's where I laughed. Like we were texting about it, and I read it, and I laughed out loud. Um, you know, we talked so much shit about it, about it being a, a night where nothing big is gonna happen. But like, why? Now, see, right. and this is where they're painting the corner because we were gonna shit on it no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> no matter totally what. Right. We were going to shit no matter what. Because if they beat the Fiend, then they just killed another character. After they fucking burned his house down. But whatever. But if the Fiend won, which he did, it's like, why did you go through all that at Hell in a Cell? And bro, and then the following Monday, they had the dark match. And it was a fucking other cage match. And then he actually beat him in the cage. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? And they've been doing, like, the past three weeks, they've been doing dark matches steel cage matches with them too. Yeah. Like and then I mean, like did they like, did they actually think that like that if they did the title change over here in the states it would get booed? I have no clue. And you know, and on top of it too, they did a whole draft. Yeah. They did a whole draft where the fiend is on SmackDown. So it's like, yeah, you could spin it as like, oh, you never know what's going to happen in WWE, or you could just say we fucked it off, and, like, I I, I don't and know. And we let Brock Lesnar do whatever he wants, because he didn't like SmackDown. He said, I don't like SmackDown. I'm going to Raw. And Brock Lesnar, quote-unquote, does what he wants. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, yeah. It just, it, it, it reeks of bad planning to me. Um, And now you've got the big red belt on the blue brand. Oh, dude! The past couple of years for the Blood Money shows, they've had, they've said it's been a catastrophe backstage. Yeah. yeah, let alone listen, let alone whatever happened on that plane. I just read some shit before we uh before we got on tonight mm-hmm. uh, about like what was actually said at the fucking uh, the uh, the meeting. Like, I guess Vince, like what people like, anybody got any questions? And nobody said nothing. Yeah. And it's been... Orton and, and I guess Vince was like, oh, thanks for kissing my ass. Anybody else want anything to say? <laughs> yeah. And as I mean, there's so much speculation about all of it. Oh. Yeah. To where it's it, it's impossible to comment because you never, you don't know what the full truth is. Um, 
mechanical issues for six to eight hours does sound fishy. But I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, it's hard to speculate and pick any certain like, side. It, those mechanical issues seemed like those would have been uh, a non-issue. It like, seems like they would have been handled way in advance. Exactly. Like going that far away and then have to come right back around yeah. the next night to be in America for SmackDown. Yeah, that shit seemed like it should have been handled way before they even got on the plane. And it... <laughs> <laughs> Imagine the idea of the crown prince like, no, fuck him, kidnap him. Yeah, no, kidnap him. Like the pettiness of the crown prince versus the pettiness of Vince McMahon is a WrestleMania worthy man event in itself. Oh, line. Like, yeah, man. So, like I said, it's all speculation. I mean, we'll 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 never know what happened. But listen, man, I, 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 I can imagine that morale is rough over there um, in, in Stanford right now. So, I mean, I'm shit. I, I think it's, I mean, it should be. <laughs> I mean, that was shit. I mean, I wasn't there and we weren't there, but fuck, yeah. man, that's. Yeah. I'll tell you who it's okay for. It is okay for, uh, for, for Randall Keith, who has, uh, Officially signed on for another five more years. Yeah, um, and I mean he's going to be a staple for WWE for a while. Listen, I mean, there's no way I thought he would ever sign anywhere else. No, he's gonna. Yeah, he's. I mean, it might be some shit like where Sting fought at WWE for the first time ever, where go somewhere else. Not maybe. even that. No, I ain't rolling. The Orton name, you know who else I don't see leaving unless it's just one of the, I I could see I could see these people leaving sooner than Orton, but even then it would it would be under some dire circumstances. The the Orton name is so ingrained in WWE with between him and Cowboy Bob, but also I don't necessarily see the Usos leaving either. No, I don't either. Of anyone in that Samoan dynasty, maybe them. But the Anawaii family is so ingrained in WWE history that it's 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 hard to see them leaving. Roman Reigns is absolutely never leaving. The Usos, I can maybe see it, but no, that they it would take some real circumstances for them to leave. There's certain names I just don't ever see leaving. Um, especially leaving for AEW. Not even that AEW. Wants to be that that company that just takes WWE's leftovers. I don't think they want to be that either. But no, I mean the wrestling landscape is so huge now that they that you know names can go anywhere. There's so many places as as we've talked about. So. But as we push forward, man, we are building to the Survivor Series. I'm excited for it. Yeah, but I don't. I don't necessarily. I mean, yeah, they had to do what they had to do with uh, mm. SmackDown following Blood Money, yeah. Crown Jewel. But like, bro, that's the only reason ratings got a bump because NXT was on that bitch. And I didn't see. I didn't read any ratings. Any um, 
you know, any ratings clips. But there, if so, is that the case? The ratings did bump. Yeah, they bumped. Which is an interesting, interesting story. Um, if if you know, because you know, on one hand, it's it's you know the fallout from Crown Jewel. Maybe people will tune in to see that. But maybe you know, word spread that listen, there's some new blood invading SmackDown. Well, and I mean, like, like I don't know, like there was. I thought that Triple H, they basically made it a work. Like Triple H sabotaged the plane. And brought NXT up in this bitch. <laughs> you said they mentioned that. Um, yeah, I remember reading it. Yeah. Okay, and I didn't see that part, but yeah. I mean, I that'd mean, be like, cool. that'd be a cool twist to the story. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. but like NXT's got. I mean, they're they got they got war games. Yeah, that's and gonna I mean, be t- that's gonna be interesting to see because they got war games the night before. And so then involved in Survivor Series, like it's like Shayna Baszler. The women's triple threat is already announced for Survivor Series, but she's gonna be in War Games the night before. Yeah. So that's gonna be a hell of a story to tell. I wonder how they're gonna go about that. Um, I really like how they're kind of interweaving the issues between, uh, you know, as we saw in this past NXT. You know, the OC came down. Got involved with Tommaso Ciampa, um, Matt Riddle, Keith Lee, and then the UE got involved, and Finn Balor got involved. And yeah, there's the there's the brand loyalty of NXT, but there's also the issues that they already have. So I'm liking how I'm 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 liking how this how that how that aspect is coming together as well. Like did 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 NXT kind of did a little invasion back whenever NXT first started, didn't they? Um yeah. Before it was like the show that it was, yeah. When it was the yeah. Nexus. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Right. Wade Barrett, um, Ryback, Nim. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm I'm definitely interested in that. I'm also, you know, we didn't, and I, and I forgot to mention this with Crown Jewel, but it ties into, um, you know, NXT and Survivor Series. I do like, I really like. Where Seth Rollins might go, like I like this character, this 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 not a character flip, but like this new wrinkle in the story. For the past year, Seth Rollins has done everything he's done, and all it did was go exactly back to how it already was. Brock Lesnar's the champ, doing what he wants, and Seth is trying to fight for good again. So we've been watching the same show for over a year now. Well, no, don't no, that's not what I mean. <laughs> No, but, no. But yes. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> the character has been going, doing the same. I, yeah, you know what but I yeah, mean. Him, him realizing that all this work was for naught is a really, is a really interesting plot twist. Um, and then Triple H, um, you know, basically asked him if he wants to join NXT. And then when Raw came in and invaded and, and held the fort down, Seth kind of just stood there. And no one attacked him either way, um, so that's interesting. That's interesting. I mean, I see. I don't see Seth joining NXT, but it's it's an interesting story to tell. Him realizing that he did all this shit for it to just be back to what it already was, what it always was. So I like that. I like that aspect. I can dig it. Yeah. But, Quiet is kept, man. Go ahead. No, I mean, I, no, I can dig it, but like, I don't know. It just. It just it just like whenever NXT, like they're getting NXT involved with Survivor Series, it's like man, y'all are 
I feel like y'all are reaching right now. Yeah. Like, just to bump it up. <laughs> but, know, it's uh, part reach, but it's part also... I mean, they did this shit with ECW years ago, the new ECW. But it's part reach, but it's also part, hey, this is our third brand who's on USA now. So they're using the Raw SmackDown name to help build NXT on USA and get those numbers up because they've been losing to AEW all four and five weeks now. Yep. Um, but also, and not necessarily in response to AEW, but then again, you can't say that it's not in response. They are a force that they, oh, have, yeah. to, that they have to rock with. So that, That's something too right there that we'll never know yeah. <laughs> if it's a direct response to that. Right, 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 right. So, but you know, Quiet is kept. Survivor Series has probably been consistently the best pay per view of the year for the last few years. Oh yeah, um, just the overall match quality. So, um, I'm interested. I ain't gonna shit on it. You know, what oh, I'm no, I'm, to be honest, I'm, I'm you gotta stoked. be honest. Yeah, I mean, I've got boys in Chicago. They don't fucking go to the, these shows because I, mean, I always have tickets like forty five bucks for each show. And I've been to Allstate Arena, and those aren't going to be bad seats. Right. So if you motherfuckers are going to be listening to this, don't be a bitch and go to the <laughs> shit. Because you're going to fucking miss out. Get <laughs> down. Go. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, boys. <laughs> boys. White dudes always using masculinity to make somebody do something. Don't be a bitch. <laughs> well, yeah, but this isn't like something that could actually hurt you. So, I mean, it's cool. <laughs> That is funny. Like this you, is like jumping off, like uh, jumping off the roof onto a table. Like, don't be a bitch, bro. Like, this is like go to the show. Don't be a bitch. Funny. That's funny. <laughs> you got a pussy. You got a pussy, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> Shit, man. Now you were at Allstate the night Enzo got fucked up, right? Yeah, man, I hit you up, dude. I seen that shit there, and I was like, how the fuck did that look on TV? Because it was pretty nasty here. <laughs> it looked fucking rough. Enzo <laughs> caught that bottom rope, man. Caught a concussion. No. Hey, that, that was the second time AJ and Cena fought, wasn't it? Um, second no, I believe that was the night AJ and Roman Reigns fought. It was a payback. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah you're right. Bret Hart was there. Vince was there. Yeah, it's pretty lit. So, yeah, man. What a time, dog. So yeah, we're gonna keep our eye on Survivor Series. It's gonna be in a few weeks. We'll definitely have the show breakdown for that. However. Tomorrow, if you're listening to this on the day it releases, tomorrow is AEW's next offering. AEW Full Gear. We got a stat card, man. We're going to break this all down. Um, Overall, man, how you feel about it? I'm fucking stoked for this one. Yeah. Talk to me. I mean, hell. <laughs> it's going to be a... It's gonna be a fucking slobber knocker. <laughs> I mean, like fuck, we've got we've got the triple threat tag match, tag team championship. We've got the uns, we've got the the blackout match, John Moxley and Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. Fucking, we've got Jericho and Cody. And if Cody does not win, he's not going to challenge oh, anymore. Yeah. We're gonna challenges. We're gonna get to that. And I mean, fuck, we got we got Pac and Hangman. Fuck, dude. How, uh, before we get, before we have a match break now, how confident are you with your picks here? Oh, not at all. (laughs) This shit's so hard for me to call. Like, this is like, this is the first, 
Is this this isn't the first AEW pay per view we've called? Is it? We called out all out, didn't we? We. I think we might have talked about I it. I think we talked about it. I'm not sure if we counted anything. Like AEW is so like I don't know like and and this is going to sound stupid for me to say because I'm losing the points, but AEW is so much harder to read than WWE. And you know why? It's because and that was actually a point I wanted to bring up, and I'm and I'm glad you did. It's because for one, it's newer. And so, like, it's harder to try to nail down booking philosophy, right? Yeah. But also, it it patterns itself, it fashions itself to be, you know, anti-WWE. It's just different. Yeah, to where we can't necessarily be like, yeah, well, shit. um, Cain Velasquez got the better of Brock Lesnar on Friday, so that means he's going to lose on Sunday. Like, that's typically what it means with WWE. Not necessarily sure you can you can you can say that all the way with AEW. I mean, I can tell you know with certain matches on Dynamite who's going to win because they want to build up a certain guy to build him going strong into the pay per view. But it doesn't necessarily mean he's going to win or lose on the pay per view. Yes, so, correct. No, you're absolutely right, man. Some of these I'm definitely confident with. Some of these we're gonna have to talk ourselves through, and I'll figure it out as we go. <laughs> you know. And- Let's run it. Let's do it, man. With the buy-in, on the buy-in, we've got Britt Baker versus B. Priestley. Now, for those not aware, this rivalry started at a fight for the Fallen uh, in a tag match where where B. Priestley gave Britt a legit concussion. Um, uh, Gave her her a a boot to the face and uh, legit concussed her. This uh, continued at the all-out casino battle royale where... uh, B ended up B ended up costing Britt the battle royal itself. Britt was the last one to be eliminated, um, and then it kept going where where B Priestley ended up uh, giving <laughs> Britt Baker a legit black eye on an episode of Dynamite. Um, so they, you know, the <laughs> B Priestley seems to be a little. For a while. Uh, it's been cooking for a little minute, man. B Priestley <laughs> seems to be a little um, aggressive. I'll be listen. I'll be kind of. I'll be kind of tight. Somebody gave me a concussion. I'll just. Be, I'll be a little tight. <laughs> you oh, know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, talk me through your thoughts, man. How you see this going? Oh, shit, man. Like, uh, dude. Like, and I and and, and I feel like this episode is gonna make me sound like a total noob because like the, the AEW is just so new for me. Well, it feels fresh. It's again, for all right? of us. It feels fresh, right? Yeah, like, and I feel like, like, I know who each of them are, but it's like, fuck, man. Like, does anybody really have any idea, like, what's going to happen on Saturday? (laughs) I mean, like, I'm going to go with Britt Baker. Yeah, any reason why? I mean, I guess this will be, I mean... No, no real, no real reason. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to make it sound good, but fuck. I mean, I, I was gonna say like this is where she's gonna say, yeah, I gave you a black eye, that I'm gonna fuck you up again, and I'm gonna get the one, two, three pin. Yeah. But also that could go the other way. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> like her anger might get the best of her or something. Yes. I feel you. I feel you there. This is there. No, this was this is really difficult to call because on one hand, you know, Britt Baker could could. Could go over and get retribution for everything she went through. Um, Britt Baker did just lose to Rio on Dynamite. 
uh, yes. in a title match. And I'm going to let this coincide with my women's title match call later on. I'm actually going to go with B Priestley on this one. Okay. Um, I see I, Rio I feel being. I like we're going to be pretty divided on this This card. is going to be a fun one. This is going to be a fun one. Um, Rio, I think, is going to be a champion for a little while to establish the title, and she's going to need some strong heel challengers. Um, she she yeah she did she did and we'll we'll get to that in a bit she need some strong heel challengers um and I think B Priestley can build a name here's the thing so they've done really well with using their more established names to build up other names and B Priestley or rather Britt Baker Britt Baker is gonna be she's eventually going to be the champion um. She's one of the she's she I would say she's one of the true faces of the division, along with like Nyla Rose and what they're building Rio to be. So Britt Baker doesn't need the win as much to establish herself as a name. Um sure. so I like how they're using the, the 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 stronger names to reach down and pick up the not as familiar names. And like I said, I think Rio's gonna need some some strong heel challenges uh for her title reign. I'm gonna go with B Priestley via dastardly means, um, and then eventually, you know, we'll, we'll have a, a true blow off later on down the road. But for now, yeah, I'm gonna go with B Priestley. Well, I hope you're wrong. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> Points. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, pushing forward, man. This match was just announced after uh, after AEW's Dynamite last episode. AEW Dynamite's last episode. We got the chairman Sean Spears. Taking on the bad boy, Joey Janela. Talk to me. Sean Spears needs his ass whipped. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, I mean, bad boy Joey Janela. I want mud wrestling. <laughs> I want mud show. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> uh, okay, let's go. I feel you. So you taking Joey Janela? I'm taking Joe Janelle. Yeah, how about you, man? Talk, yeah, talk. Tell him because, like I said, man, this I'm gonna feel like a fucking asshole at the end of the show because I'm, I'm not gonna have too much to say about these matches. Just because, not, like, not a problem. You know, this feud actually hasn't been going on too long. It started on the episode of Being the Elite, where uh, Tully Blanchard kind of confronted Joey Janela about uh, the way he acted on Being the Elite. So, and I and I misspoke. Uh, this it started on the episode of AEW Dark where. Uh, Tully Blanchard confronted Joey Janela about how he acted on being the elite. Sean Spears came and attacked Joey Janela, and thus a feud is born. Um, where what is I what is AEW Dark on YouTube? Where okay, bet. YouTube. Um, bet. so yeah, you know, and, and, a, and a feud is born. Um, this one is hard to call, man, because I feel like Joey Janela. I don't feel like he's gotten too too many wins. Like maybe in some tag team matches, I'm not sure what his overall record is. I know he's had a lights out match. I know he's lost to Kenny Omega a couple times. Um, talking about needing wins, I think Sean Spears needs the win a little bit more for for character driven aspect. He got the big introduction when he when he blasted Cody Rhodes with that chair. Had the emotional match against Cody. Um, Legit. Chair shot heard around the world. Absolutely. And Joey Janela, he has the ability to me 
to stay over regardless of what happens because he's such like character. He's such a character and he's known for his his stuff outside of traditional wrestling matches as far as you know death matches, <laughs> you know. Uh um, off roofs. Yeah, you know he had the match with uh with 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 John Moxley just for fun. He had the one with Kenny Omega um and then the the, the traditional match, the rematch with Kenny Omega. He had the uh Cracker Barrel was it Cracker Barrel Brawl, Cracker Barrel Catastrophe, whatever it was, with, with Jimmy Havoc and, and uh, Darby Allen, to where, to me, Joey Janela can stay over um, and maintain who he is. Whereas I think Sean Spears, if he loses here, he, 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 runs, the, he runs the ability to fall into the obscurity of what Ty Dillinger was. True. And I think he's, he's fighting that hard. And you don't want to waste Tully Blanchard. That's See, totally, that's right, totally like I think that's something that he has on his side too. That he's got a manager. Yeah, and that's a reason I think that he can or could possibly lose. Oh, really? Like Tully yeah. might cost him. Well, I didn't even think about that, but I mean, not on, I pur- think not on purposely, not purposely. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a huge plus. I mean, I think that I think that him having a manager is could be rights for him to take a loss. I, and they could build together better, and I don't know. If that makes sense, but for me, him having that manager, I mean, Sean Spears has been wrestling for at least what a decade. He was with WWE at least a developmental for at least a decade, so he's got the experience without Tully Blanchard. And then on top of it, he's got Tully fucking Blanchard in his corner against yeah. Joey Janela, who just presents himself as some kind of punk kid. I think that combination of brains and experience can only help Sean Spears. Um, it's definitely a story to be told later on with however they may or may not break up. Uh, but for now, I'm rocking with Sean Spears taking it over Joey Janela. It's gonna be a long night for me on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, man. Don't be, don't be scared, man. Stand tall. Stand tall. Right, you already know. <laughs> Shut up, buddy. Facts, man. So this next match, I think, is the one I am most looking forward to. And this is a super stacked card. So for me, that means a lot. We got the Young Bucks taking on Santana and Ortiz. Man, listen, player. Is this, is this the day the Bucks finally get a, a, a good major win on a pay-per-view? Mm, that's a hell of a question, man. Because, listen... Santana Ortiz been on ass. They've been on that man. They've been on their bullshit since they touched down. I mean, they uh, they 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 appeared. <laughs> they they have not stopped, bro. They appeared it all out. Uh, murked out the Young Bucks. Murked out the Lucha Bros. They Mark put Girl Ricky Express. Morton. They put they put Ricky Morton through a stage, and then attacked the Young Bucks the same night. Listen, Santana Ortiz bro, they, been they on bullshit. Yeah, whatever was in that sock, listen. They've been on bullshit since they landed. The Young Bucks. You know, there's a there's such an interesting thing about AEW in the sense that in them building up their audience, and I was talking about how they're using their more well-known names to build up. You know, they're not so well-known names. Well, the thing is, Centeno Ortiz, they built a name in TNA. The Young Bucks have built a name in New Japan, 
but it's a weird thing in the sense that you know the most hardcore fan is gonna know them but like the casual fan doesn't exactly know the young bucks no. I mean, they had the Funko Pop dolls. They got the Hot Topic deal, but I mean, hell, I didn't know either team. Yeah, I mean, I knew the Young Bucks a little bit. Yeah, you know, from New Japan and shit like that, but never fucking heard of Santana, Santana Ortiz. Ortiz. Yeah, so it, it, it's it just and it's not necessarily just with this match, but it's an interesting thing overall that like they're still building for casual fans. Even with the style of it all, and trying to get you know old fans back into the into the art form, that you know a lot of fans don't really know these teams as well as me and you may or 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 may not or either way. Um, That's still a learning process for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. But you know, with their with their focus on tag team wrestling and what they they want to make it become, and the the extra dimensions of storytelling you can tell with tag team wrestling, I think this is the match I'm looking forward to the most. Um, Shit, bro! How many tag team matches do they have on uh, Wednesday night this past week? They had like three. Did they? Yeah, they had the main event tag. They had um, yeah the private party uh, dark order match. Um, what was the third one? The women's. Yeah, the women's tag. Yeah. Uh, Rio, uh, uh, yeah, Rio got pinned. Yep, 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 yep. Absolutely. They were all fucking fire. Yeah. <laughs> like, <Yes>. What? <laughs> For real. And like seeing like it, it, it didn't mean it didn't mean anything to me that like like some of those weren't actual tag teams. Yeah. Right. 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 You right. know, and it was still fucking dope. Like, like y- y'all know that whenever. WWE just throws a team together. Like, oh, we're going to have a tag match with these guys. It's like, what the fuck is yeah, this? Yeah, you be tight. <laughs> you be, you be tight. Whole, <laughs> bull tag teams. Y'all are fucking off doing this shit. True. Yeah, now nah, you be sick. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking dumb. <laughs> That's real. That's real. I, I feel you. I feel you. So talk me through this match, man. How you feel about it? <clears throat> oh, Santana and Ortiz are taking it. <laughs> yeah. Well, tell me more. Dude, they're they're too fucking hot not yeah. to take it. They're they're too hated. Like they are probably the most hated motherfuckers. I think they're more hated than Jericho is right now. Just like on a character mm-hmm. level. Like just because mm-hmm. they are the snippy little like they're the little dogs, like Sam McVar's the little ass dog that's He's the snippy right. dog. He's the snippy you dog. Got two, uh, you got Santana and Ortiz itching up both fucking ankles and they are not fucking stomping. They're not and stomping. The thing is, they not even hit. They not even at the ankles. They going for the arms, bro. Bro, they're going like, for neck. <laughs> they want, yeah. They want. They want to take a piece out of you. They fucked up everybody, and yeah. like, there's no like inner circles taking it. Well, I mean, they're not all, this. They're gonna. They're gonna start it off good for the inner circle yeah. this weekend. That's for sure. I, uh, you know, what? I'm inclined to. I'm inclined to agree with you on this one, man. I think the inner circle, or rather, I think Santana Ortiz take this one as well. Um, like I said, you know, the you know, and, and it's just like what you said for uh, Joey Janela, and it goes for the same thing for the Bucks. They can the Bucks are perpetually over. Yeah, yeah. It's a little too soon for the happy ending. Oh yeah. Big yeah. time. A little too like I'm wondering, like, this is kind of off topic, but off, uh, off topic, but like, 
I'm waiting on like a WrestleMania caliber event for AEW. I know it's only first year, and I know we've only had a couple pay per views, and fuck, we've only had five shows actually. Mm-hmm. But like, what's the what's the long term plan for the showcase of the Immortals for AEW? Like, are we gonna have it year one? Like, I feel you. And you know what? It is you know, and it is too soon to tell. And maybe, and you know what? Maybe their best bet is to just have super shows and then let that sort itself out. Uh, yeah, I, I I dig that. You know, I was thinking um, about that today, and I was like, "Fuck! Like, what are they gonna do? Like, come April? Because like, they're yeah. gonna have to have something heavy." Yeah, and it doesn't have to be in April. It doesn't have to be in April. I mean, that's no, when WrestleMania I mean, is. But yeah. like, um, TNA would have Bound for Glory. I believe that was October. Um, WCW would have Starcade in December. Uh, Halloween Havoc in October. Um. So, I mean, you know, it just kind of happened naturally. And maybe, you know what, maybe it's all out. Or maybe it's just something we haven't seen yet. Like I said, maybe it's just something they, they've got in mind. and uh, Or maybe it's something they're going to let themselves sell, you know, sort out on its own. I mean, go off topic, but I was thinking about that today. Yeah, no problem. Um, but, yeah, no, I see, I see it happening the same way. Santana Ortiz taking it. Like I said, a little too soon for the happy ending as far as the, the story goes between the elite and uh, the inner circle. Now, this next match, uh, you know, I'm pretty confident. I was pretty confident about my first three picks. This next match, uh, it's up in the air, man. We've got Hangman Adam Page taking on the bastard, Pac. It's another motherfucker that needs his ass whipped. <laughs> is, I, I don't know if I've heard both. Is it Pac or is it Pac? I think I just I prefer was, saying Pac. Yeah, that's I've heard, that's what I've heard. Yeah. Bass, well, shit. No, but think about it that way: the bastard Pac, the bastard Pack. Either like, way, I'm try, like, who knows? No, but like, you know what I mean, though. Like whenever they say it on the show. Yeah. I'm just going Pac. I'll have to listen. <laughs> I'll have to listen for it. I have to listen for it. Talk me through it, man. How you see this one going? Adam Page versus Pac. Uh, how you think about the build? How you think about the whole thing? I'm digging the build. Yeah. I'm, uh, and I'm hoping we see some fucking cowboy shit. <laughs> on Saturday night, baby. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, dude, Pac is, dude, he's fucking phenomenal. Dude's insane. Right. Yeah. You know. And, uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of feeling like, uh, kind of thinking about this like an old western movie since we got a cowboy in it. We got a, what, what is, like, this new guy comes to town trying to take over the town, and then the old cowboy comes in and settles shit out, and fucking Hangman's gonna win it. <laughs> going with the Hangman. You know, Pac appears to be one of the more protected guys, you know, in AEW, but also when he left WWE, like, he he wasn't somebody who, who was losing matches a lot anyway. No. Um, he wasn't losing at all. And the only match he's lost, he lost because his partner turned on him. So they've protected him even in the one loss he's had. I mean, he beat Pay, he beat Adam Page on an episode of Dynamite. He beat Kenny Omega. And for that reason, among others, among other reasons, I'm going with Hangman Adam Page. Oh. Um, you know what? Let me ask you this: Is there a time limit to this? 
I'm pretty sure there's a time limit to all of them except I think so for John Moxley and, and Omega. Omega. And I'm not going to take that route. I think that would be a cop-out because Pac just had a, a time limit draw with Moxley. I'm going with Hangman Page because Page, I think, is just on the slide. Like Ever since he lost to Jericho, he's just been kind of just floating. Yeah. Um, including a loss to Pac. Um He's kind of just floating. Like he, he's not exactly found his way. So I think this match um, begins at least him finding a little bit more of himself to, to get back to, to winning ways, man. Um, I expect this to be among, you know, uh, among all the other matches, just to be just a really dope back and forth battle. Well, this would be amazing. Yeah. I'm going with, with Hangman Page. He's got one of the dopest finishers. Um, Fuck yeah. Yeah, man. It's, I'm a huge uh, fan of Hangman Page. That shit was tight. That last promo last week or whatever. Cowboy shit. shit. Like, <laughs> this past week, dude. This past week's crowd was fucking awesome. You just like that he cusses on, on TNT. And I love that shit. But <laughs> Big Rand loves him cussing. Saying bad words. <laughs> like, I'm, still, I'm still that fan. Like, I'm still that, like, 10-year-old fan. I was like, oh, he cussed. Ooh, <laughs> Oh shit, man. That is funny. That is funny. I think he squeaks it out, man, just barely. I think Adam Page squeaks this one out um in, in a hell of a match, man. Yeah. So we both roll with Adam Page is what it sounds like. I'm surprised that you picked Adam Page, actually. Yeah, I had to had to talk myself through it. That was a tough one, man. That was a tough one. Um, we are down to one, two, three, four matches in a lights out unsanctioned match. We got Kenny Omega versus John. John! <laughs> John Moxley. Uh, that boy Justin Roberts can say some John, can he? Man, fucking A, man. Holy shit. So uh, I can't be mad. I got, or I rather, I gotta be honest, man. This is um, this is a critique I have of AEW, is that I'm actually rather disappointed that they made this a lights out match. Uh yeah, you and John Mox, well, all three of us, yeah. Jimmy and John. <laughs> I need, I need this match to count. The way this match started out, the way it's been built. Listen, it sucks that John Moxley went down with Mercer, but it only helped the build of this match. Hundred percent. And so now that we're here, after what? What? All I was in July. August. All I was in August, and that's when he. Yeah. So we've been building this up since what? July, June. So, uh, oh yeah, double or nothing, which was in April, April yeah. or May. Yep, May. So we've been building this for the last shit, dude. Damn near six months, and now it doesn't even count. And I and love like, entertainment. No around, like, like somebody has to win. Like, there's no getting around that with this match. Yeah, yeah. 
And listen, I love the entertainment aspect, doing it for entertainment, but like when we've been conditioned to believe that every match counts, and I get every once in a while they're going to have your lights out match, but we've been conditioned to believe that every match counts. If any match should count and have repercussions, it should be this one. It's going to be the main event, too. I don't think it'll be the main event. Um, I don't think it'll be the main event. I think AEW is the type of promotion that will always put the title as the main event. Unless the match truly, truly calls for it, the title is going to be the main event. I bet a point. <laughs> I don't want to take your points from you, dog. Uh, that's lame. <laughs> you you sure you want a better point? Better point. Air five. You heard it here. All right, man. I'll write it down. I hate to do it to you, but here we are. I'm going to write a... Ren main event. I'll know what it means. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you want a better point? Okay. Say it again. That's a that's a solid note. Yeah. Well, I was trying to save you, but uh, can't save if we don't want to be saved. Can't save him. That's right. <laughs> you don't want to be saved. <laughs> But yeah, man, I feel like this this match needs to count, and I'm kind of sad that it's not. To where, in the long run, you know, it's like it never happened. So, um, how you see it going, man? Tell me, talk me, talk me your thoughts. John Mox has got to get this one. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, dude, fuck, like, I don't know, like, I don't know, man. That promo he hit last week, not this past week, but the week before, was yeah. fucking fire. Mm-hmm. Talking about you guys think I'm your fucking puppet and you think I'm some type of fucking freak show. Right. And want to give me a match that doesn't count. And so, it, Kenny Omega, what happens to Kenny Omega's going to be on your hands? Yeah. What happens to him is going to be your fault? I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. Talk, <laughs> talk that shit. <laughs> but like, but oh, then, go ahead, go ahead. But then that, like, I don't know, man. Like, Moxley's got to win it. Why do you think but, so? Like, are we going to see, like, I mean, fuck. I mean, but then at the same time, he's like, he can just be like, fuck it. This shit ain't going to count. I'll take the loss because it's not even going to count. Hmm. You know what I mean? Nah. Nah. Well, talk me through it, dog. Well... <laughs> I, I mean, I get your point, but nah, he's not going to take no L, even if it don't count. He got pride. Oh, uh, yeah. He I mean, so he might just, like, murk. <laughs> and then and just Super leave. murk. And just leave. I don't know. You know what, man? I see that, too. I was going to ask you this. In, though, right? Or, like, submission. Yeah, but I guess, hell, if somebody just wants to leave, it could just, it could just end that way. I'm out. <laughs> Right, I'm, I'm out. I prove my point. I prove my point. <laughs> Shit don't count. You see what I did to the boy. <laughs> you see what I did to the boy. See, told you, told you, con. That's funny. And you oh, know that totally. could that could be their out. I guess you know if it don't count, just make it a no contest. <sighs> Very but yeah, but the last match they had though, it was uh, ended by time limit. True, but this is lights out unsanctioned. I imagine there are no time limits, right? Yeah, there aren't, but like, but like, are we just going to be sitting there, like, watching, like, Omega Way in the ring? Like, is he coming back? Is John coming back? 
like up the ramp and like we'll be sitting over our clocks like I think, oh, I think we'll know I think we'll know if he's not coming back they wouldn't just <laughs> kind of shit just lay with, with Kenny Omega laying in the ring for four minutes on the hard camera well JR just confused and shit he's got My a God. family I've never seen nothing like this boys right you know what I'm saying My days, uh... I was gonna ask do uh, does pot get involved Oh, there's going to be mad shenanigans with this. You think so? Well, I, but, well, I mean, I don't I don't think so because, like, it was whenever, like, Boxer said, nah, this is mine. Yeah. I don't you think know. Pot gives a fuck, though. No, I don't think he does either. I mean, okay, if he loses, fuck yeah, he's getting involved. If he wins, he's not getting involved. If Pot, Pot wins? Uh, yeah. Okay, got you, got you, got you, got you. Okay, because I mean, I mean, listen, his only loss is due to John uh, John Moxley turning on him, and clearly they have unfinished business from their match on Dynamite, um, and just the 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 extra wrinkle overall as far as Pac almost, you know, what I'm saying, or Pac putting hands on Omega when Moxley didn't want that. So I mean, Moxley's got a ready-made feud in mind. Um, you know, anytime after this, but just a thought, just a thought. I don't know if he gets involved. I didn't really, I didn't have an answer myself. But That's a good fucking thought though. Say it again. That's a good fucking thought though. Yeah. Well, you know that's why fucking we're here. Moxley shit. That's why we're here. Extended few. You know what I mean? Huh? So you're taking Gian Moxley? Gian, yeah, I'm taking old Gianni. Gian Moxley. Um. I'm caught between two options. Neither of which being Kenny Omega winning this match. <laughs> He's been on a losing streak for so long. I mean, just like the Young Bucks. You know, and, and, th- and this ain't the time for the happy ending. Yeah, and Omega has picked up wins when he needed, but not like quality wins. They've always been like pick-me-up wins. Whether it's a tag match or like that one-on-one match with Janela, they've never been like meaningful wins. He's not beat anyone meaningful yet. And even if he beats John Moxley, it won't even count. So I'm torn between John Moxley winning or a no contest. But it can't be a no contest. Listen. If John Moxley just murks and leaves, well, I mean, them fucking refs though, because like the past week it was it was uh, it was uh, Pac and uh, fuck. Yeah, that was, was just, that was just a botch, bro. Well, no, no, no. Like not even not like no, not even like the pin count, like not even the counts. I'm saying like how long they were outside of the ring. Yeah, when it should have been done deal. <laughs> I can tell they're a little more lax on on that aspect. But I mean, like I said, let's say John Moxley hits a damn paradigm shift through six tables wrapped in barbed wire on fire, and he just decides to leave. Like, the fuck, you know? I'm cool with that too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, you know what? I I think I'm gonna go on that limb, man. Since the match won't count anyway, I think they're gonna leave it open ended, man. I'm gonna go with a no contest. Okay. I'm gonna go with a no contest. Um, 
Yeah, man. I'm already going to get the point from it not being a main event. So. You don't that shit. You say what? You don't shit. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, and like, I should have elaborated more. I should have said, like, if I'm going to get a point, if you lose, you get you lose a point. But, nope, we already air clapped. It's all good. <laughs> well, you're moving the goalposts. Yeah, yeah, see, yeah, we ain't going that far. Uh-huh. <laughs> For the AEW Tag Team Championship, we got a triple threat tag team match. We've got the AEW Tag Team Champions SCU versus the Lucha Bros versus Private Party. Private Party defeating the Dark Order on Dynamite to earn a shot. They're that the official number two contenders. That shit was fun. Yes, it was. Talk me through it, man. I think that was actually the first time that I've actually, like, watched Private Party. Mm. And, dude, that fucking gin and juice finisher was fucking awesome. It's hard, ain't it? Bro, hard as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Motherfucker hard. Like, I seen that, I was like, oh, dude, that's just, like, a super sick, customized version. Like, like, you're making a wrestler in, like, a wrestling game and make a finisher. Like, what's fucking... Incorporate the goddamn RKO getting thrown off the fucking like off the top rope. Like, what the fuck is that? This shit is sick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Talk about it. No, my bad. I didn't hear you. My fucking for some fucking reason, my fucking plug-in on my phone is going out. Uh oh. Uh oh, is big. War- yeah, it's big. <laughs> what are you saying? No, I was gonna say yeah. Talk about it. How you see the match going? Um, uh, how do you feel about you know SCU? How do you feel about you, the Lucha Bros? How do you feel about this dynamic? Well, like Lucha Bros, I mean not Lucha Bros, but SCU, they could do the Freebird shit, right? Couldn't they? Um, I don't know because you know the way that they initially portrayed. It, of course, Christopher Daniels is going to be out for a few weeks, but the way they put they initially portrayed it was as if it was just going to be Daniels and Kazarian, and Scorpio Sky would just be a supporter. So I I really don't know. So that's a big factor for me thinking about this match. Yeah. Well, I imagine Daniels is still going to be out, so I I, I think it's going to be Scorpio Sky and Kazarian. Okay. Dude, this this match is going to be fucking hard. Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Shit is going to be fucking nuts. Um. Fuck, dude. Yeah, I'm man. thinking SCU is gonna hold on to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think who's gonna get pinned. Fuck. Fuck. That's a great. That's a great question. Like nobody should be pinned. Nobody should lose this match. <laughs> Out of the three teams, none of them should fucking lose. Yeah. Man. While oh, you're thinking man. that over, I would like for them, and I think it's something that's going to start after full gear if I if I see an interview correctly, I'd like for them to kind of put, like, actually have a top five, official top five rankings or some kind of rankings. Oh, um, yeah. Don't they all? Yeah, and I, and, I, and I see they mention, you know, Lucha Bros are the official number one contenders, private party, the official number two contenders. But, you know, I'd like to see how they kind of rank, you know, each tag team. Just a, just a thought. Because that seems like it means, that it means more that way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and like they should do that with 
with all the belts. Well, yeah, of course. Every- I'm just you know using this as an example, but yeah. Because like fuck, we have none of that over there over in WWE. I mean, New mm-hmm. Day lost, and they got a fucking tag team. They shot. did a top ten for like a week, and they got shit on. You remember that? How long ago was this? This had to have been like at least a year. Like SmackDown had like a top ten. And like, oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, like they catch shit all over it. It only lasted for like a week. I mean, I'm not surprised, but I'm like, yeah. I mean, like, not like I don't know, but man, no, this match. I'm trying to. I'm going with SCU retaining mm-hmm. just because they just got it, and like, and like, I don't know when they won that shit. It seemed so like lackluster. That as far as like anticlimactic, needed. yeah, yeah. The like, crowd didn't really give it everything, right? No, yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Yeah, I feel you. I, I'm going with SCU as well. Why are you going with them? I'm going with SCU based off the fact that they just won the tag titles. Um. If anything, if there's a title change tonight or on this show, I would see it in this match. But uh, me saying it out loud made me almost second-guess myself. But I'm going to rock with it, man. I'm going to rock with SCU taking it. Um, You know, yeah, yeah. Leave it on the veterans and let the veterans kind of build up some of these these, these newer teams um, or newer, lesser-known teams. Um Help them, you know, run them through some matches and, and get great matches out of some of these younger teams. I'm rolling with it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is going to be a sleeper. Um, hell, all of these got the potential to be a sleeper. But it's gonna be a, uh, this is going to be a, a fast-paced match, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to this one as well. Um, this will be fun. I'm, I definitely want to see what more Private Party can do. I mean, them, them cats are, what, like 21, 22? Oh yeah, no, they've got a lot of time to you go. You know what I'm saying? So this is a great look for both of them. Lucha Bros are of course the Lucha Bros, they're great. SCU is SCU. I'm definitely yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to this. I'm taking I'm taking SCU. I gotta see you rolling with it. Right. Yeah, man. Down to our last two matches of the evening for the AEW Women's Championship. We've got Rio versus Emi Sakura. Now, the backstory behind this is that Amy Sakura actually trained Rio um, starting at the age of nine. Rio is now only 22. Um, so that's the backstory there. As you see, Emmy also pinned Rio uh, on this past AEW Dynamite uh, tag team match. Um, talk me through it, man. Well, see, I didn't know the backstory of that until just now. Yeah. And I haven't really made my pick on this one. Yeah. I haven't really made a pick on any of them, really. Just kind of going with it just because so, it's so new, you know. Of course, I hear you. And, uh, but fuck, I'm going with the student beats the master one-on-one. Student overcomes the teacher. Yes. And it's a tale as old as time, you know, student versus teacher. Yeah. Um, it'll be a clean win, and it'll be there will be respect shown at the end of it. You know, I, I think you. so, at least. I feel you. I gotta say, and I won't call it a negative, it's just something has to be last. Um, you know, I love what they've done with the with the world championship scene, 
Love what they're doing with the tag team title scene. The women's scene is is it's got to pick up a little steam for me. Um, I am about those things. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. Um, their casino battle royale was better than the men's, so I'll give it that. Uh, but yeah, it's got to pick up a little bit of steam for me. Rio, to me, there's something missing there. Maybe it's just the maybe it's her size in the sense that maybe she doesn't come off as realistic the offense doesn't seem so great but she's got a built-in story no matter who she faces she's she's the underdog in every match so that i appreciate that story being built in um i'm going with rio as well um like i was saying she's gonna need some some heel competitors i've got b Priestley winning earlier in the night not that necessarily b Priestley becomes a more contender but she's at least gonna stake her case um and have a reason to 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 gripe so to speak um but yeah, I'm gonna go with the WWE piece of booking. Uh, the teacher outsmarted the student on dynamite. The student will learn from it and uh, overcome the teacher this Saturday night, man, to retain the women's championship. It sounds good, you know. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt, man. We have made it to the main event of the evening. Sixty minutes. If this match goes past 60 minutes, there will be judges to determine the winner, which we'll get to that in a second. Let me introduce the match. Judges will determine the winner for the AEW Championship. Chris Jericho versus Cody. If Cody loses, he will never challenge for the AEW Championship again. Woo! Yeah, it's hard. And listen, that promo that Cody did on Dynamite was epic. Oh, man, listen. Cody got it, man. Cody's had it, bro. Cody gets it. Listen, the promo he did with Dustin makes me emotional. I tell you this all the time. The promo he did after his match with Dustin makes me emotional because he did it based off of my favorite Dusty Rose promo. Cody has a flair for the drama, man. He just gets it. That man said it took him 14 years to go from undesirable to goddamn undeniable. I was on my couch. I said, woo, nigga, woo. (laughs) I was geeked. I was like, oh, shit. I was listen. That was a hell of a promo. Man, undesirable like, to goddamn undeniable. You stupid dick. We're the same stu- person. Dick. Ooh, <laughs> we're the same person. You dismiss my accomplishments. Listen. You hear? You feel this? Hairs <laughs> standing up. I'm telling you. Now, I gotta say this though. If it would have been better, listen, that Chris Jericho video. <laughs> oh, that shit was hilarious. That shit was hilarious. Hilarious. Sammy like, Guevara. I haven't seen a promo like that in so long. He said, Sammy Guevara said, he goes, he's 48. He's in his, he's in his prime. He's the, young, he's the youngest AEW champion ever. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Fuck that old man. lady said, I hope he beats the shit out of Yo. him. <laughs> Chris's aunt's friend from church. 
<laughs> if there's one thing I know for certain, <laughs> Chris Jericho's gonna beat the shit out of Cody. <laughs> and then Jake Hager just standing there, not saying a fucking word. Big head. <laughs> just big face, just grimacing. You got the world's first dead ass on a wrestling show. <laughs> When I heard that, I thought of you instantly. (laughs) (laughs) Dead ass. (laughs) I swear, man. See, to me, though, the only thing that would have made it better, I feel like they did them out of order. As far as a build-up goes, I don't think you should end with the funny. They should have did the video earlier in the night. And then the Cody promo would have hit just that much harder as a final build to the match itself. I agree with you on that. Uh, it's a minor nitpick, but I think it I think it would have meant that much more if they flipped the order. It's a good it's a good nitpick though. Yeah. So with that said, man, um, you know, before we get into our picks, there was a match Because this is who we are, man. 30 years ago, it was Ricky the Dragon Steamboat versus Ric Flair, the third in their trilogy in 1989, where Flair won, but there were three judges at ringside. In case it went to a draw, Terry Funk was one of the judges, and... After the match, Terry Funk wanted a uh, he wanted a shot, and Ric Flair was like, "You're not in the top ten, nigga. You smell like French fries. Beat it." <laughs> you look like this fuck French fries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Terry Funk did not take kindly to that, and um, beat the hell out of Ric Flair. Now the roles are a little bit reversed in the sense that Jericho is a heel, so it just wouldn't kind of play out the same. But, you know, they haven't announced the three judges. I wonder if one of these judges, you know, makes himself known, so to speak, at the end of this match. I was just going to um, ask you if if we have heard who these judges are going to be yet. Yeah, no, they haven't been announced yet. So there's some surprises there. But I wonder if, you know, you if... if I mean, AEW is definitely... They're, they're based on certain old school facets. Um... They've taken pieces of WCW, some of the good stuff from WCW, and, and made it their own. So I could see it, you know, kind of paying homage to that. Um, but you know, outside of the judges, man, talk me through it, man. Talk me through your thoughts. I'm I'm excited for this match as well, man. Talk me through it. I mean, Cody's got to win, right? If he doesn't, he can never challenge for the title again. <laughs> you know, I mean. You there? I'm, I'm here. still there. Yeah, okay, yeah. bet. Don't I'm just make just... my shit and fuck up again. Man, I was just gonna let you get your thoughts off. Uh, I mean, like, dude, fuck, dude. Cody's Cody's got a lot of Anna on his chest, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and fuck, I mean, and he's fighting La Champion. La Champion. Full of the bubbly. <laughs> <laughs> my biggest responsibility. Or this guy's nice as bubbly. (laughs) No, my man said gluten free or low calorie. 
Damn, that was wild. But yeah. <laughs> so you taking Cody in the must win situation? I'm taking Cody in the must win situation. But like but also at the same time, like, this could go on for an hour. Yeah. And, and like, there won't be a draw, down, but they have the dab the judges. What if it came down to a draw though? It won't come down to a draw. That's why they have the what? judges. But how many judges do we have? Three. Okay. Yeah. So I didn't know I didn't know we only had three judges. Yeah, yeah. So if it goes now to the sixty to, to the sixty minutes, there yeah, we'll have we'll have the judges. Um See but like at the same time though, like I I don't think Jericho should lose. Like right. I thought it was fucking such a great idea to have the bad guy be the fucking first champion. And it being Chris fucking, Jericho, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, like that's fucking perfect. There's no reason for the like for for the groundbreaking champion to be a good guy. Like, that's fucking lame. It's gotta right. be a bad guy. Right. You know? But, I mean, fuck, dude, like, neither of them should lose. Man. <laughs> you know, like, this is one of those matches. Yeah, it is. Um, You know, man, to me, so, like, let's weigh it out, right? We talked about the judges. If Cody wins, I could see one of them judges making themselves known and attacking Cody, right, and giving him a ready-made feud. Um, we don't know if there's a rematch clause with AEW because no one's lost their titles yet, so that's an interesting thing there. Um, but also, yeah, I feel like Jericho is still the perfect champion for them in the sense oh, that yeah. he's the most well-known name. And I still think, you know, in my heart of hearts, my initial thought was Kenny Omega beats Jericho eventually to to cap off his story. Um, and even then, you know, let's say Jericho wins and Cody can't challenge for the title. There's still, there's going to be a huge inner circle versus the elite match in some form or fashion. And there was a phrase that Cody used in the promo that only certain ears are going to catch. He said, one day the elite and the inner circle are going to face off, and it is going to be a match beyond. Match beyond? The match beyond. Do you know what that used to refer to? I think it's something uh, with his brother or his dad, isn't it? The match beyond was the subtitle, the original subtitle, for War Games. Okay. Now I don't know how they'll do it. I don't know if WWE has a trademark. I know MLW just did a War Games a few months a few months back, and they called it War Games. So I don't know what the trademarks are on that. Clearly, AEW would be a perfect, perfect organization to pull off a of War Games. They've got two perfect, perfect factions to do a War Games. And even if Cody loses, he can get a little bit of revenge if he gets involved in war games between the elite and and the inner circle. I also believe that even if Cody loses, it's a great storytelling device to when he eventually finds a way to challenge for the title anyway. Maybe not against Jericho. But later on down the line, 
some kind of storytelling device, not loophole, definitely not plot hole, but a fun, uh, some kind of way for him to challenge for the title and make it make sense, right? Oh, yeah. But, like, how are they going to do that? Like, he backed himself to a fucking corner. Yes, he did. Yes, he but did. He did this, but this is the second time he'd done this because that first night on Dynamite says if if I Sammy Guevara beats me, I'm gonna back out against sure. Chris Jericho at all or full gear. Which makes more sense in the sense that yeah, if he can't win his one on one matches, then he shouldn't be challenging for the title. But to say that he'll never challenge for the title again, these are much higher, much higher stakes. Oh yeah. And 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 I like the stakes that he's putting against himself. Yeah. Because I mean fuck like that that shit's hard. <laughs> yeah. That shit's hard, bro. <laughs> That's real. That is real. I. I mean, like, I mean, why not put the? Why, I mean, why not put the fucking cards against you and see what you can do? You know, put put yourself against the wall and see how it turns out. Yeah, and his explanation was great. I mean, you said Eddie Graham, Dusty Rhodes. Um, I forget the last name you mentioned, but they were all management who also competed. So I mean, it all makes sense. And to his credit, outside of the storyline, they've done a great job of not just putting themselves over every time that they can. Um, oh, yeah. You're going with Cody? I'm going with Cody. I'm going to go with the heartbreak, man. Chris Jericho retains. And I mean, like, I think this match, I'm going for what I want to happen versus yeah. what I think is going to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Going with your heart. Yeah. Heart over brain. Yeah. You know, I'm going, going with pride. This is, uh, because Cody knows how to do it. This is going to be emotional. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm like, I mean, if he, and if he does lose, think about the promo fucking next, what, the following Wednesday. I mean, fuck. Shit, his and Chris's. Like, oh my god. This is gonna be emotional, dog. Um and so yeah, I <laughs> This is gonna be so fire. Like this is gonna be done so right. <laughs> like we're about to get fed some good fucking food. I'm about to get my tissues, dog. What <laughs> Are you are you tearing up? That's crazy. <laughs> And so and the thing is too, I can't watch it the night of. Of course, I've got a I got a wedding, so I gotta find it a legal stream. Uh, See, to like, watch it the next day. But I'm gonna I'm gonna pay. A word. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna you. I'm gonna Listen. send that money. But That's like, dope. but see, I, I got I gotta send I gotta send BR a message though, and figure this out. I gotta send Bleacher Report a message and figure this shit out because like, if I'm dropping this fucking fifty. I want to be able to get off work at 8.30 on Saturday night and be able to watch this shit from the fucking beginning. Right. You know what I mean? Well, here's what I would do. Here's what I would do, because I'm not all the way great with Bleacher Report Live. Go and message. Well, before you do that, just go mess around with what they already have. Yeah, but this shit ain't live. Well, well, I have a Bleacher Report app, and they they give me notifications for when stuff is about to start. So okay. go pick literally anything that's on live. And I know it's not something you got to pay for, but go pick anything that's on live and then, you know, see if you can start it up later. 
I imagine they have that as an option. I don't think they just would only make you watch it live. You know what I'm saying? So. Well, and see, like I mean, like they like hey, you better go way the fuck down. Let's give you a bone. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, like because like I don't want to have to wait until the fucking show gets over to start it. Of you course. know what I mean? Of course. Because that ain't no fun. Of course. But no, I'm fucking yeah. No, I'm I'm gonna drop the fifty. That's Which dude, dog? That shit pissed me off though when I looked it up because they got the fight app or whatever over there uh, across the pond. Yeah, fifteen fucking dollars <laughs> for fifteen euros. I mean, what's it like twenty bucks a year? Well, hey. I mean, hey. I mean, <laughs> move. <laughs> Hell. You know. Nah. <laughs> you hating, you know. <laughs> Nah, it's rains all day over there. Fuck all that. You said it rains all day. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I mean, you know. Can't hate them. They live where they live, you know. Yeah, no, I can't. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> well, man. You know, nobody that lives over there. Fuck. You said what? You know, nobody that lives over there. I'm jealous of the prices they get. You say. <laughs> you say you're not jealous of nobody who lives there. They just <laughs> jealous of their access. No. No, 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 no. I said, I don't hate on anybody that lives over there. I'm just jealous of the prices that yeah, they yeah, get. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's funny. Yo, man. Well, we've just broken down AEW's full gear. How you feel about the card, man? Um, you know, we, we've got a tendency to kind of hype ourselves up more after talking about the card. I think we've done that successfully again. Pretty excited. Yeah, man. I mean, dude, like, dude, this shit is just fresh, and, like, it's, I mean, like, it's so hard, like, it's so hard to watch both shows on Wednesday night, you know, and, and ever since AEW started, I've watched AEW before NXT, mm-hmm. not saying NXT's bad, but, like, AEW has just been fucking on, like, they've just been fire, and not saying, again, not saying that NXT has not been on top of their shit, but, like, AEW's the baddie new girl who just moved to town, and she got them things on her. Everybody's trying to talk to her, everybody's trying to watch her. Everybody's trying to beat. You know? And I'm like, (laughs) and, like, and and I've said it a couple times on this show, like, I can't even compare the two anymore, because they're two completely different fucking shows. Yeah. Like, it'd, it'd be disrespectful for me to try to compare them. Because they're they're two different shows, they're two different brands with two different presentations. But I no, I I I feel you, I feel you. Um, yeah, it's 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 a revolution, dog. It's a revolution. I'm definitely looking forward to full gear. Um, but we gotta push forward, man, because we've got the Q and A bag, my guy. I'm stoked for these. I want to hear these things. Yeah, you know we've got a we've got a few questions. So three people ask questions, but there are like multiple questions within some of these. So we we got the big man, man. Let's get let's get right right to it, man. Kevin asks. He asked three questions: one to you, one to me, and one to both of us. I'll read it all out. He says, "Kevin asked to Ren, what eventually got you to say yes to doing the podcast." To Juve, tell me more about your path to this podcast. To both of you, how did you guys get over whatever nerves that come along with sharing yourselves on the internet? Great uh, questions. Great questions. Yeah. Um, so, Ren, 
what eventually got you to say yes to doing the podcast? For those who aren't aware, um, I asked Ren to do the podcast once. He was like, nah. I asked him a second time. He was like, all right. And I, you know, that's a good question because I never asked what what really got you to do it. So, yeah, what um, what eventually think, got you to say yes to doing the podcast? I think these were like these, the two questions that you asked me, like asked me to do it the first time and the second time were probably like a week or two apart, maybe. It was, it was a few weeks. It was probably yeah. closer to a month, honestly. Well, I mean, so that, that's not so like that's not too necessarily big of right. a right, you know, gap. But uh, I don't know, man. I I think it was just uh, I think I was just I don't know. I wouldn't say nervous, but just mm-hmm. like like me. I just think like me, motherfucker. Like what? <laughs> like, like, like we've been boys since fucking way back when, you yeah. know. But like. I don't, know, I don't know, it was just kind of the internet thing was just weird. I mean, being out there a little bit, I don't know. And really, I mean, there was nothing for me to, should have been worrying about. Like, there was nothing for me to worry about, yeah. you know, from some responses I've heard from this show. Yeah, I'll take care I appreciate of the response. Oh, I, you know, I appreciate you like a motherfucker, mm-hmm. you know. And some of the stuff that you've told me about, the responses that you've had from me being... From us doing the show and from the first show we ever did on the archive. Right. It's like, fuck that. Like, let's, let's do it again. I feel you. Yeah. You're likable, you know? man. Like I said, we've talked about that mad times. People like you. Whatever. I appreciate y'all for liking me. I ain't hating or nothing. I love y'all. <laughs> you ain't shit, but, you know. <laughs> that's, that's what the haters say. <laughs> hate, 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 hate. Hey, 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 hey. Johnson. <laughs> That's what they call me. Um, so, yeah, what was the ultimate thing that, that finally got you to do it that you would say? Uh, I think just fuck it. Let's roll. Yeah. Like, that's, like, if, it, like, it, like if you talk to me long enough and if you, if you pressure me long enough, I'm going to say fuck it. Pass me that shit. <laughs> yeah. And you know what, too? Like, when you first asked, or when I asked you, you said no. I was like, all right. All right. That's what you straight up. <laughs> yeah, he told me straight up. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, I didn't pressure it. But then it was like a month later. I was like, you sure? He's like, yeah, fuck it. Let's do it. I was like, all right, cool. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, it was, it was like, it wasn't no long discussion. It just happened, you know? It's like, fuck it. Let's roll. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah. You pressure me long enough. I mean, and like, you didn't pressure me. It's just. It, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's gonna be the right day for me. Right, I asked the the right time, the right way. You, know, you could ask me the day casually. before I would say nah. Right, or you would ask me, you know. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Um, I just go day by day type of thing with me. How you I feel? Don't know. I feel you. Yeah. Um, to answer the next question, as far as my path to this podcast, um, man, to me it was like a natural progression. Um, solo for a while, weren't you? Well, yes. Yeah. Well, even before this, man, that's that's like the direct answer. Yeah, but like way before. So like, I like performing. That's fun. Like I like performing. I like creativity, and I like expressing myself through my art in different ways. Right. See, I think that's what was kind of going on, not to cut you off, but like, I think that's kind of what I was a bit afraid of a little bit. Exposing yourself? Yeah. Yeah. I feel you. But yeah, go back to your shit. It's, um, I mean, in the last, what, 
What year is this? Oh, this is 2019. The last 13 years, right? Within the last 10 and 11 years, honestly, like, and I was, because I was thinking about this question. I saw this question first, of course. Um, but within the last 11 years, right? I've dropped, I've dropped five tapes of music. I've acted in two short films. I did radio for just under four years. Um, and this was all before, well, a, two of the tapes were after my mom's passing, three of the tapes were beforehand, but, like, after that, after their passing, I kind of took a while to, like, be depressed and be sad and figure it out, but Sick then is. I, I talked to the homie DJ Reed City, shouts to him, he, uh, he told me about how he used to really fuck with the radio show. And I definitely knew he did. Like we would talk about it, um, and and I, you know, I got feelings back of you know of, of what it was like to do that, and so that's when I started the archive, and uh, you know, getting guests and not even doing interviews, more so just talking and and bringing things out of people. And he would do the music for that, but yeah. So until you know, we did uh, like I said, we did that SummerSlam episode a few years back. Um, that was it. Yeah. And I realized, and of course, I did more episodes of the archive after that. But I really realized that, like, yo, like, like I said, that was the one that got listened to the most. So clearly, there was a dynamic there that I saw um, within you, within us. And so, yeah, I just asked, and that was it. But yeah, to put it short, as far as just who I've always been, this is kind of a natural progression. So, music, um, blogs, worth of content, creative content radio um i've been using my voice for a long time in some form or fashion um see yeah and i wonder i wonder too like this is going back like to carbondale mm-hmm. i wonder if like if i would have never gone to carbondale if i would have ever done a show with you that's a good point. even though we even though we we're still boys yeah that's a great point that's a great point because you know we started. I got out of my shell way big in Carbondale. Yeah, super fat. You know, super fat. I moved so, down there. Moved down there a month for my twenty first birthday. Fucking <laughs> a month later, fucking got. I wasn't in there long. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Did I did I ever know that? Yeah, yeah. You had to know that. Yeah, yeah. They let me ride in the back. They let me bring uh, Cameron's dog in the back of the cop car, and they let him drop him off at the apartment before they took me to jail. Holy <laughs> shit! You know what? Let's save that story for next week's episode. But <laughs> yeah, because I don't remember that. So yeah, let's save that for next week's episode. Go ahead though. Oh uh, yeah, but like I don't know, like if we would ever been doing these shows, if I wouldn't have got down there and got like on my own type yeah, deal, loose. you know, and just got yeah. out there. Yeah, got loose. And plus, you know, on top of that, like, it's when we, like, a couple years after that is when we began watching Raw together, like, every week and starting our WrestleMania tradition. So, like, you coming out of your shell, plus you getting back into the art form, um, it was just, it was just Lego pieces, man, Tetris pieces falling into place. We were cooking. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's us together. And then you separately was like, fuck it. Me separately, it was just like this is kind of a natural progression. This is just what I do, um, and and now we're here. So to answer the third question, Ren, how did you, you know, get over? Or you know what? I'll ask it two ways. How did you get over whatever nerves you have with sharing yourself? And along with that, have you gotten over those nerves? Uh, 
answer the second question first. Uh, yeah. Mm. Big time. I think yeah. you could probably see the progression that I've had within, within myself. Absolutely. Just getting out and just just throwing caution to the wind type of shit, you know, and just mm-hmm. getting out there and having fun. Yeah. That's what yeah. life's all about for me, you know? Right. And, I mean, yeah, and, I mean, I've said it a couple times, fucking, uh, there's a whole lot more shark. I mean, there's a whole lot more lifeguards out there than there are sharks. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. don't fucking worry about what one fucking asshole is going to be talking shit about. Because there's going to be ten other fucking people that are going to love what you're doing. That's facts. That's facts. You know, and I, and I think that's really, like, where... That right there kind of got me to say, fuck it, dog, let's roll. Yeah, I feel like, let's, let's, let's have fun. And those assholes over there in the corner mm-hmm. poking fun at us. In their head, they're, I mean, on their face, they're poking fun at us. In their fucking head, they're wishing they could be having as much fucking fun as we are. I hear you, man. So was it? So was there any specific moment, or was it more so just like you you came to that realization, and from there it was like, fuck it, we're just going to do this? Fuck it, dog. We're just gonna do it. Yeah, so he just kind of came to realization. Yeah, it turns out. I mean, they, they, they go two ways. Yeah. They're gonna like it. They're gonna hate it. <laughs> and more people like it than hate it. So that's real. that's real. Um, this thing, especially like the progression of the podcast itself, like you know, in the older episodes, you talk about like your progression, and of course, I definitely noticed. Um, in the older episodes, we, we would. You said what? probably notice the progression of myself more than i do well you know because we play different roles on the show and so me just being experienced with this there were certain roles i had to play that you knew i was playing but you didn't know how i was playing them and i didn't even know what role i was playing right 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 but i knew so i knew what i had to do and so the first so you know we do each show we just talk for 25 minutes like that became a thing because I realized that okay, I've got to warm the car up. Yeah, like I got to get you comfy, and then we can get into the meat and potatoes of the show. But then we we realized we realized that there was some good shit happening in that first twenty twenty five minutes. I remember like one of the, like. It was the first part. It was the first show we recorded. It was on the archive. I remember you told me, "Say, hey, yo, it's just you and me." Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, I mean, it's just you and me right here. So that's real. And it was. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um. To, I mean, that might have helped me out a lot more than I can probably even imagine. Actually. Yeah. Everything else is everything else. Like as me and you are recording right now, me and you are the only ones I can hear it. And so eventually we'll put it out into the world and whoever hears it, hears it. But in this moment, these are for our truths. Yeah. These are for our truths. Um, as far as I go to answer the question, again, you know, doing this longer, um, it's uh, how did I get over it? I think it was just a matter of just doing it and realizing that people do like it. And realizing too that if you want compelling content if you want to create compelling content you've got to be compelling so you have to give yourself to your art form um so if people who are listening to this have followed anything i've done in the last 
damn, 10 years. Um, can I follow anything I've done in the last 10 years? I want you to see any kind of progression, um, any kind of growth. This is literally, and we I made the analogy before, this is literally a diary. <laughs> you know what oh, I'm saying? Yeah. This is literally yeah, yeah. an audio diary, and I've been making audio diaries for over 10 years. And so at the heart of it all, so the fuck what? That's, that's, yeah, no, that's exactly, I mean, that's how I live, you know how I live my life, you know? There is nothing that I'm putting on here. That you don't already know. That I don't already know, and there's nothing on here that I can necessarily be embarrassed by. Like, I've talked about love, I've talked about jobs, I've talked about my mother's passing, like... I I can't be embarrassed on here. Ain't nothing to be embarrassed about, brother. You know what I'm saying? So it's 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 my truth, but also we we've talked about it before, like we ain't the only ones going through shit. No, and and for and if and even if just one person can hear us, that makes a difference. Exactly. So if one person can listen to our strength connect and pull strength from it. I'm with it. We I'll fucking do it for did that it, one man. Person. World's biggest Air Five. I'll do it. I'll do. I'll do it for that one person every day if it yeah. just helps one fucking person. And it's funny too. Like I used to catch hell, um, for being so open on here, from like previous girlfriends. Oh yeah, I remember hearing some texts about those things. Yeah, because you know it, it was it was it basically came down to like, well, why can't you be so open with Ren? And not open with me. Like, I want access to that. But what it kind of came down to was that, like, it's, it's yeah, I'm being open with Ren, and Ren is a recipient, and he's who I'm doing the show with. But when we're doing a show, the light switch flips on. The right light's on. And it has to be, at the heart of it all, this is entertainment. Oh, yeah. This is entertainment. Well, I- well, I mean, but at the same time, I mean, like, it's just everyday shit to us. Well, you know? yeah, but and when I say it's entertainment, it's like, I, I, this is part of what I signed up for. Like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's ex- it's exactly what I want to do. I mean, with yeah. Shotgun Sunday videos for me, you know, that's right. entertainment. So, it, but yeah, I used, to, I used to catch hell for that as if I couldn't be open with them. But I mean, it's it's different settings. It's different... If I'm just kicking and hanging out, I may not necessarily be in that zone of. Yeah, like we, like we prepare yeah. for this. Like you said, what? Like we prepare for these shows. We have, like, you know what? We have a general rundown, but like, but like, but, but like that's still preparing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, like, like these conversations just don't come on. You know, like you know? maybe unless you're out on the town one night, like I'll. Like at a Denny's until five in the morning, then these conversations will come out. <laughs> but if you're not up for those challenges to be up at five in the morning at Denny's after a bender, <laughs> don't ask why you can't have these conversations with me. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> oh man, I got Facts, you, bro. <laughs> hey, my god, man. But um, and long and you know, to put it short, how I got over it, I just did it, man. Um. It, there comes a second, you know, it, the, the first part is like you hear your voice and you realize this is what other people hear. 
and the, you, it is not what you're used to hearing, but it's what literally six billion other people hear. I think my so, voice sounds. <laughs> say that again. <laughs> my voice sounds like shit to myself. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. See. So it's but like, some dude the other day, like, like you know, they have those people standing in the intersections, like wanting donations and shit for like the VFW or whatever. Yeah. Like, like if you if you go to a stop signal or whatever, and there's a guy standing with a bucket, asking for donations. I gave him donations. He said, "Man, you got a hell of a voice." He said, "You got a you got a radio voice." <laughs> like, if That's only you knew. You talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because you know you me, knew. like, the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> For real, man. I just, you know, what it comes down to, this is the people business. Yeah, man. This is the people business. Person. You're a people person. Yeah, man, listen, that's the only thing we all got in common, but it's, we don't act like it. And so every business that I'm involved in right now is the people business. And I think this is the biggest example of it. This is the people business. So that's how I got over it, man. <laughs> that's how I got over it. Um, you just do it. And you wake you just, up, you, you take a shit, you brush your teeth, and you fucking put your boots on and go to work. And you give yourself to it. Yeah. yeah. That's how it is, man. Appreciate the question. Um, at Pickle Rick PG on Twitter asks, what are you guys' views on permanence? And also, what are your views on how people portray their art in music? We had to reach out and ask, you know, what specifically he meant by permanence. He said, nothing in particular. Anything from kids to love to tattoos to moving. Um, now, with the specifics of his examples, of course, I know who this is. He definitely knows me in real life. But also, um, our listeners who have gotten to know us... Um, I mean, they know I've, I, they know I didn't grip some road, <laughs> you know, plant some temporary flags. Um, but first off, you know what? Let's 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 handle the second question first. Um, Big Ren, what are your views on how people portray their art in music? It's what they like. They put out. I don't know, like. I don't know, like, if you're a, if you're an artist, I don't know, and you make what you like, mm-hmm. and eventually you'll find other people that like what you like, and you might be surprised about how many people actually like what you like, and you're mm-hmm. like, fuck, there's a lot of other people out there that like what I like, so let's keep doing, like... I think like we got into it. One, we got into it in San Antonio because I think you you were bugging the fuck out of me about hockey. <laughs> but oh, you, you said, was mad. "Yeah, you was." Yeah, tight. yeah, I was. I was tight. But you, but then you said, "I like what you like." Yeah, like what you like, and that's what that's what being an artist is to me. Yeah, like what you like, and and produce art the way you want it to be produced. Because I mean, fuck, like who who is to say that art is bad? Or that art sucks. Right. Like, nobody can say that. Because, fuck you, like... <laughs> I mean, really, like, and even, because, you the, know, because, the, because the person behind that guy is saying this sucks, I'm like, yo, that's tight. Bruh, hey, hey listen, we've been dogging the shit out of WWE. <laughs> but, like, there's somebody who watched every week, like, yo, they're fucking killing it right now. Yeah, um, exactly. Let me ask you this as far as music goes. How honest... Or do you care how honest 
artists are in their music how true to life true to their own life they're being do you do you how much does honesty reflect your enjoyment of an artist in their music like like when they put out a song does it reflect their life and how they actually live it yeah like how much of that matters to you see like <laughs> it's kind of hard for me now mm-hmm. because like all my favorite bands are like in their fucking 50s <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know, like I'm watching fucking I'm watching Slayer right now, and they're in their fucking fifties. Like they can't go in the back and like go shotgun ten beers, you know, and shit like that. But like, as long as it's like, I don't know, as long as there's some truth to it, mm-hmm. and it's not just like a fucking fairy tale. Like as long as it comes from something that's grounded, and like that you've actually like been a part of, used to do, you know. Like, cause we all can't, I mean, shit, fuck dog. I ain't gonna be able to shotgun beers until I'm 90 years old, you know? That's <laughs> just not, that's just not a real thing that will be able right. to happen. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> but like, just don't be a fucking poser, basically. Yeah. Um, you know, man, hip hop culture is so grounded in what's quote-unquote real. Mm-hmm. But... In, but everything is. Well, yeah, but that's just where I come from, so I got to speak from that. And so rap music, especially, like, it's so, like, oh, you didn't write your raps. Like, oh, you didn't live this shit. I, uh, listen, I'm 31 years old. Say it again. Say it again. <laughs> My favorite rapper. Right. And I'm sure he lived a lot of that. <laughs> but the thing is, man, I'm 31 years old, and I talked about being, like, more excited about R&B music in my ripe old age. Um, you know what? Realism is cool, but I give less and less and less of a fuck. Like... How much you lived of this shit. I could dig it. We do a wrestling podcast. Yeah. So, you know so, what I'm saying? Like, so are we the ultimate posers? No, <laughs> it's just that we know. Listen, the tagline is everything is wrestling. Everything is wrestling. Everyone walks around and they have certain personas that they put on. And a certain percentage of those personas is real. And a certain percent is fabricated or 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 the volume is turned up or some kind of gimmick, right? It's always a gimmick. And some of us like to think we're more real. Some of us like to think we're more real than others. But like, listen, we go to work and we put on certain facades, man. So these rappers, these rappers are going to work and putting on certain facades. But the question is... The question, and I'm sure it does. The question is, does the music slap? Oh, yeah. Is it a slapper? Did you make a slapper? Regardless of if it's your life or a homie down the street's life, listen. It's, it's still something that you've witnessed, though, and that you know on a personal level. Yeah, yeah, and, and to some extent, sure. 
and you know, the thing is, what I was gonna say before is like this shit is so predicated on what's being real. But like, even in the eighties, nineties, early two thousands, we we when we swore all the shit was so 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 fucking real, a lot of these niggas was lying. It was the same thing with our social media. It's social media in music form. Look, no, man, yeah, but it was without social media. <laughs> well, well, all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, niggas be lying. Oh yeah, but like, but what I'm saying though, like, what you're talking about, like back in the day, yeah. it was a whole lot easier to get away with those fucking lies. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, and that proves my point. Yeah, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, that's real. They was lying, and it was easier to get away with the lies. Because <laughs> now it's like we got all these rumors speculating about yeah. he say she say bullshit, and it's like, oh, okay. This is how he's acting. Or right. but now it's like back right. then it's like, dang, I can't wait to see the next episode on the television. I'm saying. <laughs> and so nowadays, you know what? Nowadays it is almost a little bit more important to be real and be authentic because it's a lot easier to get so caught up. You. To get stripped up as a fraud. Shit, dog, I'm waiting I'm waiting for like twenty years. Like, I have no idea what each of us are gonna be doing in like twenty years, but like Wait, like, oh, he said this on that podcast. <laughs> right, right, right. Twenty years ago, you know, I was thinking, man. As far as that makes this shit a lot more dangerous. Oh man, because like, if you if it's so easy to get caught up being a fraud, that means a lot more cats are gonna do what it takes to show how quote unquote real they are. It only takes one of them to get a thousand clicks. I mean, listen, you see all this dumb shit on on everybody's social media. It's this is a post and it's it's the record and post era, and it's only gonna get worse because everybody wants to show how real it is, or or do it for clout. So like one day, man, you are gonna see something wild on that shit. They wanna they wanna show how real it is, but like I've never experienced. Well, I mean, but like, but who am I to say what's real to somebody or like what's a real, well, quote unquote, real situation to somebody else? I feel. I mean, what it comes down to, too, is, like, we watch movies all the time. What movies? We watch movies all the time. And it was based on somebody's experience or somebody's imagination. But for some reason, we don't hold it to the same... We don't hold it to the same expectations as we do rappers or or any kind of art that we listen to. Oh, yeah. We get the same messages from it. And and is that all we want though? I think that's probably all. Or, like I don't think anybody like. Well, I don't think some people want a message. I think they want something that they can be like, "Fuck yeah!" To even that's even better, right? It just means it, they if they don't want a message, it means they want entertainment. Yeah, it's quick. It they them. just want entertainment. Yeah. So I'm not sure how much honesty even fucking counts in the music. Like, just make a slapper. If it has a message and I'm looking for a message, bet. If it has a message and that guy didn't learn it through his direct experiences, so I I still got the message. I mean, I think it's a perfect example. One of my fucking favorite songs that just came out, it's from this underground band, from the band we were talking about the last shit, called Wraith. The song's called Devil's Hour. Yeah. Like, I ain't never met a devil, and I'm pretty sure they ain't never met a fucking devil, but this shit (laughs) is fucking gnarly. But it slaps. (laughs) Right. So... (laughs) <laughs> I don't know how much authenticity counts, cause I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm pretty sure these dudes aren't like doing like like 
doing seances in their basement, you know, trying to get the devil to come out. Yeah, you know, right? But right, it's right, right. dope, fucking heavy metal. You know, and as far as how people portray their art to dig a little deeper into the question, I mean, there's honesty of it all, but there's also, I mean, there's also what kind of success you're looking for. Because if there's a certain success you're looking for, Famous then you got to portray right. Right. Fame and success. Exactly. So you have to decide what kind of success you want. And then after you accept or assess, once you assess what kind of success you want, you got to look at what it would take to get there and then take those steps if that's the success you want. You got to analyze the audience. You got to analyze yourself. You got to analyze the art of what's drawn, what you want. Yeah. So you got to make those concessions. And not everybody is the. Not everybody can be that innovative person that changes the game, and makes people come to them that same way. How many people do you think, though, actually plan on doing that? On. Like no, like just in general, like how many people do you think that like okay, out of all the people that have changed the game, how many people do you think actually planned on doing that? A lot of shit you stumble into, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like you fucking walk into a store one day and boom, that's it. Like, right. whole fucking things changed. You'll never know. Because there's some cats who are naturally different artistically and expand genres. And then there are some cats who just want to be different because they just want to be different and think that shit is exactly. fly trying to be different. And that shit, cats can see through that shit. They can see through that. But the people that want to change stuff... Don't ever talk about it. Whenever it does happen to them, they don't even realize it. They just find a new sound. And the people that want it to happen, it never happens. Yeah, I mean, man. I'm not saying it has never happened to anybody that's wanted to change it. But for the most part, I don't think it has. If your initial goal is to change the world, then you probably don't have a product worth it. Put exactly. out a dope product. Make a dope product. Build upon it. And go from there. Listen, we Swear do right. this podcast, right? We're fun. And when we initially started, we had a certain style, and the shows were good for what they were, but they were timely in the sense that we only talked about the most recent wrestling news, so it makes it dated. But once we began to look more within ourselves and express more of ourselves, we started creating content that is longer lasting. And has more shelf value, more replay value. So the internet's going to be along a whole lot. The internet's going to be here a whole lot longer than we will be. Exactly. So even <laughs> if even if the wrestling aspect gets outdated, if the meat of the sandwich goes bad, this bread, the Q and A's, the twenty five minutes beforehand, that shit's going to last forever because that shit don't go out of style. But the I initial plan of it all wasn't to change the world. The initial plan of it all was just to make a better podcast, and we stumbled into a formula that we're fucking with. I was just uh, watching uh, another podcast. It was last week, and uh, the guy had a guest on there, and he was saying, dude, fucking people just love to hear conversations between people without actually having to be an asset to that conversation. Deadass. People love listening on people's phone calls. Oh man, that yeah, and and yeah, and and they won't admit it, 
but everybody is nosy. Everybody, yeah. every, every, every single person. You and I are both nosy, but there's levels of nosiness. It happens. You know, like you might hear a snippet, and you're like, oh, "I'm gonna turn around. I need to hear all. I don't, I don't need to hear <laughs> this." You know, like. <laughs> oh man. Like, like, because I'd be like, I think it's like, oh, they probably want me hearing, or they, you know what I mean, like vice versa. Think yeah. about it like that. Yeah, man. And, and there might be somebody on the on the other side being like, "Oh fuck, I'm gonna get all this." And that's just both sides of the world right there. There it is. There it is. Let's address the other question. Um, what are you guys' views on permanence? Anything from kids to love to tattoos to moving? Like, like, permanence. Like, how long something lasts? Just the permanence of... And we we kind of like, dig, like, we, like, we kind of had to dig a little it, more into it, but I guess the it, permanence is, is of the question basically what's what's permanent. Well, I guess your ideas on and, and we had to dig a little deeper on it. You know, the views on permanence, whether it's you know children which are permanent, love which is or can be permanent, tattoos which are permanent, moving which you know includes a certain lack of permanence depending on how much you move. Um, Dig in, uh, dig in. Well, I'm watching. I'm watching Slayer live right now, and they're pretty. Uh, they're pretty brutal and like morbid, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's like one thing that I think is permanent in life, it's death. Yeah. And not to be dark or anything, you know, but like Take that's that's real. I mean, that's what I think. That's the only thing that's actually permanent mm-hmm. because I mean, we don't know what's on the other side of that. Right. I don't think anybody does. I mean, I like what I would hope would be like reincarnation. The reason I think that is because fuck, I mean, there's so many fucking people being born nowadays mm-hmm. that you wouldn't even know if you walked into yourself or had a conversation with yourself because I mean, fuck, they wouldn't know you either. That's interesting. You know, and I've always heard, I, was, I mean, I've, I've heard a, like theories or whatever um the reason you're crying when you come out is because you're crying about your past life <laughs> I've, I've seen that before yeah. yeah yeah i've seen that before you know but like mm-hmm. like i said i think the only thing that's permanent is death mm-hmm. and that's not a bad thing it happens to all of us you know let's bring it more specifics toward life because they're, they're mentioning things about specific life changing aspects whether it's having kids falling in love or whatever kind of love getting tattoos me and you nobody knows this but us but me and you almost got tattoos that night yeah um i've been pump faking recently uh my newest episode of pump faking uh on tattoos i've got in my mind i've got like a few tattoos already placed in my mind um now i don't have tattoos i didn't get my ears pierced until i was 28 (laughs) <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, hey, yeah, you, you definitely know twice, that. Bro. I did get pierced twice. Me and Junior are hey, good hey, now. That, hey, that's permanent. <laughs> yeah, this scar ain't going nowhere. Um, but, yeah, I don't have any tattoos because my main thing is the permanence of it all. Like, it's never leaving. Are um, you worried about that? You know, partially, because, like, listen... I've been told, I've asked people about it, and they're like, listen, don't put bumper stickers on a Ferrari. You know what I'm saying? No. <laughs> you said what? What did you say? What? I didn't hear you. 
<laughs> I was coughing. Yeah, okay. All right, tell me off air, I guess. Um, I said chill. <laughs> no, but that's that's what they said. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, there's that aspect of it. But also, there are, there, like I said, the permits of it all. I, I would want to see how it looked before I truly did it and see if I liked it like that. But also, I mean, there are other things in life that I want to do that I don't know if a tattoo would hinder that. Oh, uh, you know what you're about to be in? Hmm. 2020. Yeah. And I'm pretty, I right, dude, boomers are out. <laughs> I feel you. You know. I feel you. And, and, and I'm not being specific on the air as far as what I'm talking about, like, but it doesn't hurt. You don't have like, a fucking stupid ass face tattoo. I I'm definitely not doing okay. that. You know, hey, mm-hmm. like, I was like, there is, my buddy Cam had a face tattoo, yeah. but it was in black lightning, so you couldn't see it. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's kind of tight. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and so if we if we take that idea out of it, then it really just comes down to, do I want yeah. this permanent drawing on me forever in this place forever is is what it comes down to then. Taking away all of the, the stuff about the boomers, it really comes down to, do I want this permanent thing on me? Um, moving on, though, I mean, he mentioned kids and love and moving. Um, we've joked a lot about like family and having children ass kids and love <laughs> bum ass kids um and 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 love of all types. I actually got a shout out today um a friend of mine listened to our last episode terms and conditions where they awesome. quoted me saying that um love is the only thing where people are more concerned with the terms and conditions than the quality of the product. Um, that, that's that's true as fuck. Yeah, um, and I think that's and I think that's what maybe annoys me as far as love goes. That like I mean, and I and I and I said how I said it at that time, but like love itself, the permanence of love itself and loving doesn't necessarily bother me. I think the idea of latching on to a certain person for some indefinite amount of time in the society in 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 the socially structured way that people do it that bothers me for now. Um it's like got, what are you here for? <laughs> well, you know, like I said, the the idea of love and loving a person it doesn't necessarily mean like just romantic love, it comes in all forms. And so as far as romantic love, you know, I just talked about there's things I want to do that a tattoo may hinder. There's things I want to do that being latched to a whole ass person the way that society is told we're supposed to, that could hinder that. You know what I'm saying? So. Hi, man. I don't know. Well, no, yeah, no, never mind. Yeah, we're talking about permanence. Yeah, and I'm just, I'm just, I'm just thinking about, you know, uh, I mean, I don't know, man. The, the, the rules that we all say again. You get, you get tattoos taken off. Yeah, but you can fucking move to another town. Yeah, but like, yeah, and that's part of how you know. There's, there's always, there's always another way. What do you mean? I mean, like, like I mean, I don't think anything's permanent. That's what I mean. Like, 
Like, I mean, fucking, I don't know. No, nah, man, niggas got kids. That shit is permanent. Not if you're a shitty parent or a shitty niggas, kid. Fuck all that. But we're not talking about... We're not talking about shitty parents and kids. We're talking about motherfuckers with kids and families and, and wives and or long-term girlfriends. I think yeah, that's I mean, what the, the question is referring to. Yeah, but I mean, like, the guy next door, though, could be a different wife. I mean... Not, listen, come on, man. Come what on, do you man. mean? We're not talking about them cats, man. <laughs> We're not talking about yeah. those cats. The shitty parent, the shitty girlfriend. There ain't nobody asking about them. I know what this question is referring no, to. I'm, I'm, no, I'm being, I'm being just open as fuck about this. I mean. Of course. Of course. And that's, that's what we're supposed to do, right? We are, but listen. No. Anyone who listens, anyone who's listening to our podcast, they don't expect that from either one of us. And I know directly that this question being asked, they don't, they don't expect that from either one of us. I don't know what any of our viewers expect out of us, and that's what I like about it. How about this? What do you expect of yourself? This question's not about me. I was answering the question. I, I'm done with this question. I'm moving on. You moving on? You done with it now? You done with it now? You just going? You can't have dead air on a podcast. We we're a team. No, like yeah, no. I, I mean, I said it. Yeah. I mean, All I didn't. Right. I didn't. I didn't plan on to turn it into this. We got. We've got our last question. Chris asks. Is the Popeye sandwich that damn good? Actually, never had a Popeye's chicken sandwich. I'm sure you saw in the news a couple of days ago somebody got stabbed at a Popeye's. It cut line. Stabbed and murdered at a Popeye's. Um, but it's wild. You I, know, I mean, I've seen a couple of videos from Popeye's this past week. I um I don't know if you saw the 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 Boondocks episode ten years ago with the chicken flu. Jeez. Oh, where I like the one. it was um it was like some restaurant that had this dope ass chicken. And everybody went fucking crazy over it, and so this is kind of like a replay of it. Um, first off, let me say this: I actually. So, like, I never planned to get this Popeye's chicken sandwich, right? For one, I'm not a fan of hype. I'm not a hype guy. So, the hype of it was so strong. I was like, man, fuck that sandwich. For one. Um, For two, I like my chicken sandwiches grilled. I like grilled chicken sandwiches versus fried, battered, and whatnot. I don't know if I've ever had a grilled chicken sandwich, actually. Well, I mean, I have yeah, um, but literally today, today I was asked to go to Popeyes by a coworker. Me and a coworker went to Popeyes, and I ate that damn sandwich. Well, I mean it's straight. <laughs> I mean, like. We're, we're, they're comparing Chick-fil-A sandwiches, obviously, right? It's straight. Listen. I've never had either. And the Chick-fil-A is straight. I'm not going to buy Chick-fil-A anymore. If someone wants to buy it for me, I'll eat it. But I'm not buying Chick-fil-A no more. That's a whole other conversation. Never been there. But um, it's just straight. It's just straight. I was yeah, so- that buttermilk 
crispy chicken sandwich they got at McDonald's. That's pretty good. Yeah, I know that I one. Yeah, and I don't fuck with Mickey D's. But, um, you know, I was leaving Popeye's, and I saw these two young boys, man. They was eating sandwiches. And they and they saw me, because I bought two. I bought one for lunch, and I bought one for later, because I just got a long-ass day. And I saw they were looking in my direction. I tried to ignore it, but I ended up making kind of eye contact with it. I just looked at them. I was like, how, y- how y'all like it, man? And homie was like, man, this shit's straight. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and we all just laughed. And he was like, man. He said the pickles got more flavor than the chicken. I fucks with pickles. Yeah, and then we just kind of chuckled with that. I mean, the sandwich is straight. Um, aside from whatever they do, I got to be clear when I say this. Aside from whatever they do to make the chicken so big, that's one thing. But this whole epidemic of whatever violence is happening, that is not Popeye's fault. It's not the chicken that's making people go crazy. It's the chicken that's bringing all of these wild, volatile personalities to the same place. It's it's human nature that's making motherfuckers fight and stab each other. Oh, yeah. It ain't the chicken. I remember mean, remember when I told us? You say what? I mean, everybody all bunched up in there. I mean, yeah. it's... Listen, there was an episode, I told a story about being at the club, and some dude was like, man, I'll whoop everybody ass in here. I was just going to say that shit from back in high school. Ain't nobody whoop me. You know what I'm saying? It ain't the club that made him say it. It's just one angry, volatile nigga in a, in a line full of people. Listen. There's going to be another motherfucker across the room that heard it and say, what? Yeah, listen. You ever been cut in front of in a line? Oh, yeah. How did it make you feel? I mean... It's like, damn, for real? But you might not have like, murdered nobody, but you didn't feel good. No, I mean, it's yeah. just like, but like, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it happens. I mean, it happens. Yeah. So I'm not really want to be. I'm not one to just instantly be conspiracy brother about everything. Like, yeah, we know they're doing stuff to the chicken, but the chicken ain't making the people do crazy shit. I mean, like, like when we were at Denny's, I asked if I could use these people's tables that was not being used. Yeah. And these hillbillies were like, fuck you, this is my table. Right. I'll take my fucking table. And I was like, okay, no big deal. Yeah, he ain't give a fuck about that table. Right. It's okay, man. Like, Listen, here, here's your table, bro. Like, this is the people business, man. This is the people <laughs> business. This is just what people do. People going to pee. And then, like, when once we sat down... They almost got into a fight with another person. They got kicked out. Yeah. That's like five minutes later. They were just looking for it. They were just looking for it. So it ain't the chicken sandwich making cats do nothing. But you put a bunch of people in an area. You cut in line. Somebody might be tight. Ego's going to eag. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, man. I should have do with the chicken sandwich. Um, Sandwich is straight, though. <laughs> That's all I got. Sandwich straight. Maybe, maybe I'll come across the Popeyes and I'll... Uh... Give me a chicken sandwich between here and the next episode. I almost bought one to put on my fireplace just to say that I was there. Man. <laughs> just to say it existed. You're making it sound like it's good then. What? Well, like, well, no, I was going to say, you're making it sound like it's good, but... No, nah, it's straight, but you know, sometimes people want mementos. I want to make sure the history books tell it right. Oh. So. They're called the exterminator. <laughs> Shit, yeah, yeah, you ain't lying, man. Anyway, man, it's been a dope episode of The Hard Camera, man. We're about two and a half hours in. It's time to get up out of here, my guy. Big Ren, let me know how they can reach you on the social medias, dog. Got it, amigo.
you guys can find me on uh, Snapchat at Mofta316 M A A F F H H D U P 316. You can also find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram, A Mofta, A underscore M A A F H U C K A. Ah. Hit me on Twitter, man. Twitter and the Instagrams at Juvi Desayuno, J U V I D E S A Y U N O. Also, check out the show page on Twitter and the Instagrams at The Hard Camera. If you want to check out past episodes of The Hard Camera, hit us on YouTube. Check out the old mixcloud.com slash juve page. Otherwise, all the updated newness, the hotness, will be on Spotify this episode, the next episode, and the next one, and the next one. Tell everybody you love. They'll tell everybody you like. We're going to hit y'all up uh, next week, man, with the, uh, the AEW Full Gear Review Show. As well as all the news and whatnot. Uh, but until next time, man, I am Juve. That is Big Ren. We are the best friends, and we will see y'all next time. Adios, amigos. Salute.